Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to Callan Chatter TV with me, Stephen, and always, I'm joined by G and Lottie. How are you guys? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, just chilling. Had a, had a pretty good day. Um, just on a bit here, a bit there in terms of work and, and around the house. But yeah, I'm, I'm really, really good. Um, enjoying some Champions League games on the in the background. I'm not very eventful so far, but yeah, all good this end. How are you guys? I'm good. Lolly, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Sorry, apologies about the noise. I'm just watching the last in two minutes of the Arsenal ladies. When it beaten Spurs 5-1, so I'm very, very happy. That's all right. You can just give us a quick hello. That'll do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, do you know what? Welcome, everybody, to a slightly different show tonight. Um, <clears throat> completely unscripted, unplanned. Um, we just thought, do you know what? There's only European football on tonight, and nobody cares about that. You know, Arsenal are involved. We don't care. So, let's have a bit of fun. Let's get to know the team. Um so this is your opportunity, guys. Anything you just want to know. If you want to ask us about football, great. If you want to ask us about us personally, great. No problem. As long as it's reasonably clean. Um, and do you know what? I don't think there's much we won't answer. Um, and this is either going to go really, really badly or it's going to be a great laugh. So do you know what? Let's, let's have fun and find out. Um, we'll roll the credits and we'll get into it. Okay, so, um, not quite sure what's going on with Lottie's face there. Um, let's read a couple of comments out to see who we've got in the chat so far, um, and then we'll, we'll see where we'll go from there. Um, Mr. Silver Fox, how are you? Good to see you again. Good evening, team. Um, Antonio, greetings all. Just off to work. No worries. You'll be able to listen to this back tomorrow on Spotify or watch it on YouTube whenever you get time. Don't worry. Um, Lee Meadows, good evening. Good evening, guys. Swarad, evening Swarad, OG, Lottie and Stephen. Evening Keith, how are you? Hey, you lovely lot. And if anybody missed Keith's announcement earlier on on Twitter, um, he is doing his first live stream on Sunday night and he has very kindly asked the three of us to be guests. Um, so that's your Sunday night viewing, nine o'clock Sunday night, mostly Arsenal, um, with Keith and the three of us as his first guests. And we are really looking forward to that. Um, Lottie, have you a score update there? Do you want to take yourself off mute? Sorry, it's 5-1. 5-1 over Royal Arsenal ladies. Brilliant. Very good game. So, so, so that's, that's twice in four days? Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> Three days? Joseph, big up Lottie, G and Stephen. Um, Antonio, keep it PG-13. Absolutely. Um, we'll do our best. Um, and Danzini, that's a new name in the chat. Welcome, evening all. How are you? If you haven't, make sure you hit that subscribe button. All right. Um, so as I say, yeah, tonight is completely unscripted, and it, it's kind of weird for me because on this screen over here, I normally have all the pictures and the graphics and stuff we're going to use during the night. And tonight I don't. Tonight I have YouTube open on it. Um, watching this on two screens. 
purely because I, I want to take this opportunity to mess about with a couple of the features on YouTube as well. Um, so while we're chatting, I'll be able to do a couple of wee bits and pieces there um, and just learn a couple of wee things more. Um, Keith, thanks tons for the plug. Love you. We love you too, Keith. No worries. So where do we start? It, it literally, this show, guys, it, it's, it's completely open to anybody who wants to know anything at all. Um, so Joseph said, at most of Arsenal will be great. Can't wait. There you go. Keith, at least we know we've got one person who's going to be tuning in. And Russ, evening, everyone. Evening, Russ. How are you? Um, okay, so listen, we'll throw it open, start firing your questions into the chat there, and we'll, we'll, we'll get on to them in a minute. Um, Lolly, what was the match like? The, the oh, do you know what? It was It was really good. I mean, it was Tobin Heath's debut. I really, I thought it was her creativity, creativity, sorry, I can't get my words out tonight, um, is, is brilliant. I mean, she's got a brilliant partnership forming with McCabe. Um, and basically, I've just turned around and said I want to go to the games in Meadow Park. It's only up the road from me in Borenwood. Um, I, I, what I, what I haven't really watched them as I should, but I'm going to start watching them a bit more this season. So hopefully, they'll do really well. Yeah, I think um, Henry, TSG. Yeah, he went. Yep, Henry went tonight. He, he goes up to the game sometimes, so yeah, you know, there's someone you could. Meet up with and, and watch no, the games with. Um, right. Let's see. Um, Chris, evening all. Russ, straight in there with our first question of the night. Okay. So, what is your favourite Arsenal match ever? That's a crazy one. Uh, it's got the the 2012-2013 season. I believe it was the Capital One Cup 7-5. It was against Reading and we were away. Now, that was a game. I really, really did enjoy that. Um, I was obviously I was obviously at home at the time, but it was a really good game. Okay. Jay, favourite Arsenal match ever? Right, so um, for me, hopefully you can't, hopefully you cannot hear my washing machine. I think it's just about to finish, which is why I was on mute a little bit earlier. Um, do you know what? There's tons of games that you know I could that kind of stand out for me in terms of being my favourite game. But I think one game in particular um, that just that is always just kind of at the kind of at the forefront of of, of when I think of Arsenal. Um, I can't even tell you what season it was because I can't remember. Um, I know it was some years back, but it was um, a game at Stamford Bridge when um, we were 2-0 down um, and a certain um, Mr Nwanku Kanu uh, came on um, with about 20 minutes to go um, and scored an absolute brilliant hat-trick um, to, to win the game for us 3-2. Um, and the, the last goal of the three was fan was was, ev was even... I think it's one of the best goals I've ever seen because you know he he intercepts the ball on the left on the left hand side. I don't know if you remember it, Lottie and Stephen. He kind of I think it was the guy. I think he was the the goalkeeper at the time for for Chelsea. Um, he kind of like rounds him on the touchline and then ends up curling it top bins from a very acute angle over the head of both um, Leboeuf and Desailly, um, who were obviously two really really good Chelsea defenders at the time. So. Um, 
<laughs> just seeing some of these comments. Um, but yeah, that that is that is definitely. Uh, it's it's hard for me to say my favorite game, but in terms of a game that really sticks out in my head and and and, and something that I have real fun memories of, um, that's definitely one of them. Um, and it was really good as well because me and my dad were both watching it. Um, and God bless his soul, he he was actually a Chelsea fan, um, and he was taking great joy in, in the fact that we were two 0 down. And then obviously I took great joy in the fact that we won three two. So <laughs> oh, it's, that must it's, have been fun. Yeah, it's a fun memory for like footballing reasons as well as like a little kind of, you know, personal touch in terms of like memory of my dad as well, albeit he was a Chelsea fan. But yeah, that, that's definitely one of the, the my favourite um, Arsenal football games for real. Okay. How about you? For me, my favourite game also contains my favourite ever goal. Um, so it was 1998 when we clinched the title at Highbury for the first the first Premier League title, um, beating Everton. And that goal from Tony Adams is my favourite ever goal for Arsenal as well, and just in case anybody's going to ask that. But yeah, when Bold flicked it over and Tony Adams ran through and scored, and just the celebration, just standing there, you know. Um, I, always, I remember that game because you know, as you guys know, and anybody watches the channel, it's hard for me to obviously go to matches. And so obviously all my memories are watching matches on TV. And I'll always remember sitting there. And even though we were like three nil up, sitting biting my nails. And that's really where biting my nails really started, was back in 98, because I was sitting there, I was so nervous. We were never going to lose that game. We were always going to win the league title that day. But I always yeah. remember something going, uh, worrying so much. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that, that was my favourite ever game. Um, and as I say, fortunate it contained my favourite ever goal as well. So, great question, Ross. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, okay, next question from Joseph. Question to Lottie, Stephen G. Out of Rzicki, Carzola, Ozil and Ramsey, who did you rate out of them from the past of Arsenal players? Wow. That, that's a tough question, G. Um, to be honest, I rated all of them. Um, I th I think they were all really good players. In in terms of like, if you, if I was to kind of rate them in almost like kind of order of like who I thought was was the best to the least, I think that would be more tricky. But in in terms of who did I rate out of all four of them? I, I think sorry, yeah, four of them. Is it four or three? Yeah, four. I think they were all really good players. I think Riziki was 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 one of my favourite players. Um, I just think he with him, um, injuries kind of you know really impacted you know his his impact at Arsenal. Um, I just remember him often being kind of out injured. But yeah, I loved I loved watching Riziki play. Kazola was just an absolute magician, quality player. Um, I think he's one of the most underrated players. Um, in, in 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 football history, really, um, I just I don't think he's highly rated outside of Villarreal and Arsenal, um, and I just think it's because rival fans never really took the time to watch him play. Um, he didn't have a massive kind of career within the, on the international level, from what I remember. So, um, but yeah, Cazorla was absolutely fantastic. Ozil, obviously, you know, he left the club um, not with the not under the best circumstances, but there were moments in his career that were just phenomenal. 
in terms of the things he did. I remember a particular Champions League game where um, I think it was I think it was I think it was goal of the Champions League or goal of the the, the group stages or whatever. What's that? Sorry, FC Ludogratz. Yeah, that goal was just phenomenal, and you know people would say, "Oh, you know the opposition weren't great," but just the te- just the, to have the technical ability to do that on any in, in any level of professional football is just insane. Um, and he was, you know, you know, when he was in his when 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 he was in his you know at his best at Arsenal, he was at times unplayable. Um, and Ramsey, I know a lot with Ramsey. The debate the debate is kind of like you know. You got some people saying Ramsey was a, was a potential club legend. Some people saying they don't they didn't really rate him. What I remember about Ramsey is he always kind of put in a good display on a big occasion. Um, so you know he was a he was very much a big game player, and he came up with some crucial crucial goals in 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 big games, particularly in the FA Cup um, or some of the FA Cup successes that we had. So, but yeah, in, just to answer the question in simple terms, I rated all of them for different reason at different stages of their Arsenal career. I don't think. Any of them were bad players. Okay, Wally. No, definitely. I, I can't echo what G said, said enough. But as long as I don't have to rank them, I think. Yeah, they're, that's they're all bloody part. fantastic because two of them in there yeah. are my absolute favourites. As you can see, I've got one of them behind me, and the, the other one's actually in the wardrobe because. Um, I had an accident at um, the FA Cup in 2014. I got a load of fag burns in my Cazola shirt, so I need to get that fixed. I haven't got around to it yet because we were all celebrating in Camden Town. I didn't go to the game, but there is still Guinness and beer marks and champagne stained on that pub ceiling. Hmm. <laughs> it's still there. It hasn't been taken down. Um, I, I'd, I'm quite happy to, to rank them. Um, one Carzola, two Rizicki, three Ozil, four Ramsey. Um, could quite easily do that. Yeah, I, I loved watching Carzola play. Um, he just Santi was just amazing. Um, it just made it look so effortless. He really did. Um, but then I was also I was a big fan of Rizicki as well, and I remember when we signed him. Um, it was off the back of a World Cup, and he had scored. I think he scored two absolute screamers in the World Cup um, from about 20, 25 yards. And I remember yeah. thinking, oh, this is going to be brilliant. And he was, I mean, that goal against Tottenham, um, which I'm sure you all remember. And he would have been such a good player and such a, a legend at this club if he had stayed fit. And we were just another one of those ones that were so unfortunate he didn't stay fit. A bit like um, Abu Dhabi. Could have been an absolute Whoa. legend of the club. Absolutely. Yeah. But just was never fit. Um yeah. and it's it's such a shame that we never got to really see the proper Thomas mm. Rizicki. Yeah. You know, in his pomp and his prime, because he never got to have that. You could almost say it with Jack Wilshire as well. You know, it's another player who's yeah. injured so much that his career it never really got to the level it should have. Um but yeah, for me, Garzola and then Rizicki. Ozil, as you said, G, you know, Ozil had some moments where he was absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I remember the, the excitement when we signed him on deadline day. Um, euphoria, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Again, euphoria. You know, for whatever reason, he never lived up to the hype. No. Um, he had a couple of good seasons, but he never lived up to the hype that we thought he was going to. 
Um, and Ramsey, he was all right. You know, he averaged four goals a season in his time at Arsenal. He wasn't quite as prolific as I think a lot of people would like to think. He yeah. had one, one and a half particularly good seasons. Other than that, again, a lot of injuries and stuff kept them out. And I was never his biggest fan. So, um, but yeah, absolutely. Carzola and Rizicki. Um, So, Joseph, thanks for that question. Um, where are we? Comments flying and thick and fast here. Um, Tony Villarreal just scored against United. Yes. Wow. Come on. Mad. Bungle, morning legends. Morning, Bungle. How are you? Uh, mostly Arsenal Keith. Cheers, Joe. Um, Danzino combined Arsenal men's and ladies 11. Very tough question, I know. I, I couldn't even begin to answer. Do you know what? We should maybe do a show on that some night, Lottie. Yeah. No, um, definitely. Let's we do could it. do a Lottie show on that one. Yeah. So let's yeah. park that one. Um, that would be, that's, that'll be difficult. That would be incredible. Right now. It'd be, it'd be amazing to do, but right now... Yeah. I've, I've, what, yeah. Can you imagine the, the choices, like... You'd have to choose between like like Williamson, McCabe, Tobin Heath, and Little and Whitlam. Oh, there's so many to choose from. How do you do that? And then well, you've if got you to... got a pen and paper, Hamley. Uh, yes, uh, no. <laughs> I can put it in a Word document. It's fine. Uh... Make a note of that. We'll do a show some night. We'll do current and all time. Yep, yeah, that's fine. Hang on a second. There we go. Done. Yeah, we'll do we'll do a show, we'll do a lot of show on that. Danzino, thank you very much for that question. That's a great question. Um we will we'll turn that into a whole show because that's the sort of thing you could spend forty five minutes to an hour talking on, on each of the, the two sort of teams. So yeah, we'll, we'll do a whole show on that some night. Um Tony, ultimate childhood arsenal hero. I'll go first on this one. Um for me, Paul Merson. So Paul Merson is the, he's one of the, the reasons I support Arsenal. Um, I just I loved watching Paul Merson play. Um, and when you put him with Riley, you know, Merson and I, I remember having a poster of, of Merson and Wright up on my wall in my bedroom as a kid. Um, absolutely love Paul Merson. Um, it's just, again, he was another one of those players that he made it look quite effortless. Um, and probably doesn't get as much credit as he maybe deserves you know for the the impact he had in the team and he, he was around for a lot of those big big tournaments and big big wins back back when I was young um I remember him in the 93 Coca-Cola Cup final he absolutely tore Sheffield Wednesday apart you know he was phenomenal that day with his, his perm um and missing teeth and everything um, so yeah, for me, Paul Merson. Sad to see what happened to him over the years, um, with the drinking and the drugs and stuff. But um, if you actually read his books and stuff, he's yeah, really interesting guy. Um, I know sometimes he, he talks a lot of nonsense now um, with some of his punditry, but he can talk some some really interesting stuff. So yeah, ultimate childhood for Arsenal hero, Paul Merson. Lottie. Oh God. Um... It's going to be a bit of an odd one. I just like Patrick Vieira. He's, he's one of my favourites. I remember watching him when I was like maybe 11, 12. <laughs> I feel really young compared to you guys when you're talking about the question of question. 
Um, I think, do you know what? It's just his raw, it's like, aside from his talent, he was obviously incredible, but it's just raw passion for the club. It was just like, wow. Like, it's, it was, there were so, so many players that had that same energy, but I don't know. I just think at the time, I was at that age where I found it hilarious when he'd just get into fights. And I just, <laughs> It was just, it was just good fun to watch. I mean, you don't get yeah. that anymore. And I'm like, anytime I see, anytime I see a fight kicking off on the pitch, I'm like, I scream at the screen, chin him, or I'm standing in the ground, chin him. Like, and it's just not going to happen. But it's got to be Patrick Vieira. I mean, he's just, it was incredible. I mean, what he's, he's like his first words, Tottenham shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, what can you want? What can you want? What more could you want from what, uh, like a new signing at the time? Cool. Jay? For me, it's easy. Um, for me, it's Ian Wright. Um, he's simply the reason why I, you know, I support Arsenal. As I said, my dad was a Chelsea fan. Um, he did everything he could to, to, to try and get me to support Chelsea. But um, no, nah, I just I just fell in love with Arsenal. You just um, weren't having it, were you, G? <laughs> yeah, I just wasn't having it. I just And it's crazy because I went against the grain. Do you know what I mean? It's not like I come from a a long line of, you know, generational Arsenal fans. My dad was obviously not not originally from this country, but um, when he came here, he just he just kind of supported Chelsea, where, which I think was quite weird um, a little bit. Uh, but it is what it is. He had his reasons. So, but for me, yeah, watching Ian Wright, it's just, he was, he was very much kind of like, you know, when I remember just being a kid in the playground and um, obviously as a kid, everybody wanted to play up front. And and it was like that. It was like you got a hold of the ball, and it was just like you know you'd even kind of talk to yourself. Right, it's on the ball. Right, it takes a touch. You know, it's like you wanted to be in right because he was renowned for putting the ball in the back of the net. He was a colourful. Do you know what I mean? He's a real colourful character on the pitch, off the pitch, um, and even kind of growing up, like just really finding his kind of story really inspirational. And the fact that you know he came into football really late. I think it was like twenty three, twenty four. Um, you know, local lad, etc., from London. So, yeah, for me, definitely, um, in terms of childhood hero, um, it definitely be Ian Wright. He was kind of like the first and foremost kind of reason why um, I took an interest into Arsenal, particularly, um, and following his career, and then obviously just fell in love with the club from there. Yeah, I, I love Ian Wright as well. I still have. I remember as a kid getting the video um, of his first one hundred goals. Ian Wright one hundred not out. Um, yeah. it's, it's it's actually a VHS tip. You won't remember mm. them, Lottie. I, um, I had them as a kid. I'm not that young, cheek. Yeah. I actually it's still have man. that video. It's from my mum and dad somewhere. Um, I just don't have a video player to, to watch it anymore. But I used to watch that like at least two or three times a month. That video. Yeah. Um, I just remember the. Do you, do you remember when he actually broke like the obviously goal scoring record? I just remember like being like obviously like. You know, I've kind of I've seen him briefly a couple of times here and there. I had conversations with him and stuff. He's he, he's a lovely guy. I don't know him personally, but you know, he's just the kind of guy that if Arsenal fan stops him, he will have a conversation with you. He's so humble. He's so down to earth. Um, but I just remember when he beat that record, and it was just like I didn't know him personally or anything like that. But I just remember being so happy. <laughs> it was just like I was so thrilled for the guy. It was like it was almost like. I was watching my dad or my uncle or whatever, like playing for Arsenal and, and beating the record. It just, it felt, I know I can't speak for everybody, but for me, it's, I just, he was, he was the first player that I really kind of connected with 
um, in terms of being in an Arsenal shirt. And I think we all have one player, which is what we're talking about in terms of that, you know, kind of bridges that connection from just being, you know, a lover of football to to becoming a supporter of a club. And for me, definitely was Ian Wright. Um, and yeah, he's, he was an absolute legend as a player and he's still an absolute legend. You know what I mean? The guy gives, the, the guy just, passion run, passion just runs through his veins. Do you know what I mean? Whatever he does, he does it passionately. So yeah, no, I'll let Ian Wright's the guy for me, man. Excellent. All right. Um, Tony, thank you for that question. Brilliant one. Um, guys, if you're watching live, um, do us a favor and drop a quick like on the video. Um, it all helps with the algorithms and helps get our content out to more people. Um, and if you're watching this back later, anybody, make sure and do the same. Um, all right, Lee, I watched the Reading game back the other day. Um, is that uh, the... I remember rightly, it was a Walcott hat trick. Is that the cup game? Yeah, it was. It's, it, it was my favourite game. It was like we were away to Reading and we won 7-5 and it, got, it was yeah. a Walcott hat trick. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that game. Loved it. Loved it. It's yeah. one of my favourites, honestly, to date. Russ, I thought the noise was someone letting off. Or letting it was my washing machine on spin. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> yes, G, great shout. Could be the end of One thing, guys, um, obviously keep the, the comments and everything firing in, but they will be probably a little bit out of order as we take our time answering some of these questions. I think, so I, I apologize was, for that, but I will yeah, see. I think Keith was referring to the, um, the, I think that was way back when we was talking about the games. I think he's referring to the Stanford yeah. Bridge 3-2 yeah. win. Bungle, October 2000, was that the Canoe one? I'm not even sure of the date. I just remember the game. I'm not sh too sure of the date, you know. I'll have to look it up. Back, I wouldn't remember that game myself, so. <laughs> Antonio asking, gee, why does your washing machine sound like a jet engine? <laughs> I don't know. It's got, big, it's got a big drum. It's got a big drum. It's really noisy. I don't know. <laughs> oh, gee, is it in your kitchen? Yeah, it is. Just behind me. Because, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. basically in America, they don't have the washing machines in the oh, kitchen. Is it? Nope. So where do they have them? I think they've... Uh, I don't know. Antonio, can you help us, please? They've Maybe got like a separate, separate room. Separate rooms and yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. That's it. Um, I, and it, I, it's it's quite funny. I was scrolling through TikTok the other day and um, like some of these American people just think, like mind-blowing <laughs> washing machine in the kitchen. Yeah. I'm it's, weird for me to, it's weird for me to um not... To not have the washing machine in the kitchen. Exactly. It's just it's just different like, ways of living. That's all it is. Yeah, that's mad. Tony, that canoe goes in CNG. Yeah, um, that was a one. Bungle, October 99. Maybe that canoe one, possibly. Um, Chris Adams, would you believe it? Yeah, I can still hear that in my head. Um, <laughs> Tony, Tony Adams, put through by that's Steve. Can you believe it? That sums it all up, yeah. It's just it was a quality moment. Um, Swart, right. What was your first oh. Arsenal game that you watched live at any stadium? Um, I'll go um, quickly on this. I've never been to an Arsenal game, and you know, uh, as I've said before, it's because we, we had to have this conversation the other week on one of the shows. Um, me and Lottie, obviously, G wasn't on with us that night, but I, I've had the opportunity a couple of times to be able to get over. Um, and I just I, I, I can't justify. Uh, at certain times, I just can't justify um, spending that money. The amount of money it would cost for me to fly over, travel into London, get a ticket, food, accommodation, all sorts, you know. And I kind of think that, you know, I'd be depriving my kids of something that I could be spending that money on. And it, it's a hard thing because I really, 
would love to go. Um, and we've talked about it before on here. You know, we would love this channel to get to a point where it's it's starting to, you know, we could potentially monetize it down the line, you know, and get money from adverts and stuff playing on on replays of the show, um, and use that money to be able to do stuff for the channel, which would hopefully include me coming over to a match to to do some stuff with the guys over at matches and stuff. So you never know, um, but it, it's. It's sad for me, but at the same time, I'm okay with it. Um, and I don't begrudge anybody that does get to go. Um, it's just one of those things. Lolly? Oh, God. My first game was at Highbury. Um, West Stand, second row. I believe we were playing Wigan. What am I? I don't remember the scoreline. I think it was a cup game. I remember sitting there. I think I've told you, you guys this story before. But I was sitting there, obviously I've got my five-year-old little brother next to me and I met with my dad, my biological dad, not my stepdad that we always hear about. Um, and I remember the ball coming straight over. My dad my dad knocked it over into my hands and I got to throw the ball back to Dennis Bergkamp. And oh, then wow. it was incredible. I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. And then later in that game, the ball came back. But this time my brother caught it. <laughs> and he wouldn't give it back to Deary Henry. He refused. We had to literally force him to give it back to him. I, I was killing myself laughing. Henri standing there, you can give me the ball. He just wouldn't give it back. It's one thing I'll never forget. It's one of like, oh, it was just one of my favourite memories of going mm. and like, at the, like when Henri was there. Mad. Um, for me, to be honest, like I didn't go to many games when I was younger, um, and that was mainly because. Like even even I'll be honest, like most of the games that I listen to um or watch, well, I didn't even watch most of the games, Arsenal games I listened to on the radio. Um, in terms of growing up, um, I didn't come from a, a very well off family. Uh, you know, my dad was a single parent. Um, he worked, you know, two, three jobs to just kind of put food on the table. Um, and going to a football match just wasn't really a priority. Um as much as we loved football, like we played it two, three times a week. You know, he did coaching. I played for like Saturday, Sunday league teams. But yeah, going to games just wasn't a priority for us. We just re re basically we couldn't afford it. Um, but the one game I do remember my first game, I think it was in either 97 or 98. Um, and it was against Crystal Palace. And the reason why we went to that game is because it was at Sellers Park. And we lived in West Norwood, which isn't, that far from where Sellers Park is. It's kind of like on route to Croydon-ish kind of area. Um, and I know from our house, where my dad was living at the time, we could basically just get a bus. Worst case scenario, we could walk. Um, and tickets tickets to Palace were like dirt cheap. I can't even remember what they were, but they're probably about five quid, 10 quid back in the day, um, even though it was a top game. Um, as far as I remember, the score was nil-nil. Um, as far as I remember, so it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't the most eventful game. Um, I think it was in the 97, 98 season. Um, so I probably was about 12 um at the time. So yeah, that was that was the kind of first game that I'd gone to. Um I didn't end up going to like Highbury and like the Emirates and stuff until I was a lot older and I could afford, you know, had a job and I could afford to go myself. But yeah, as, as much as it wasn't often, um, and I was I was I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was young, young. I was about 12 years old, but it was really special. Like, despite it, you know, not being the most entertaining game or 
I don't really particularly remember us having great seats. Couldn't really see much. <laughs> but um, it was just great to kind of just be at a football stadium. I just remember being kind of blown away by just being at a stadium and just being like, whoa, like, this is it. Um, but I do remember actually leaving the game and thinking, like, I need to go back. I need to watch that game on TV because <laughs> I didn't really see any of it. <laughs> Because, like, being a little kid is, like, you just miss stuff. Like, everyone just, as soon as something happens, everybody stands up. And then when you're a little kid, you can't really see nothing. Um, you're listening yeah. to the people. Yeah, yeah. So, That's exactly um, what I do, and I'm an adult. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that was that was my first memories of going to a football game. I've Sellers Park. I believe it was 97, 98. And it was, yeah, board draw, as far as I can remember. But I got to see the likes of Ian Wright and Burkamp. You know, not up close, but like obviously on the pitch, which was which was nice. Sorry, did you say who you were with at the match, Jay? Oh, I was with my I was with my dad. So I was with my dad. Sorry, I was with my dad, and I was actually with my nephew as well, um, who is only like kind of four years younger than me. So he would have been about eight, um, yeah, about seven, eight, and it was with my my pops and myself. So yeah, it, it was it's a fun memory of mine. But yeah, um, most of the games, to be honest. It was radio for me. Um, I used to tune into the radio and listen to the commentary. So um, that answers, obviously, Swart's question. It also answers Russ's question as well. So, guys, both of you, thank you very much for your questions there. Um, so, Russ, I'll ask you, did you go your first Arsenal match with? Um, Antonio, question for the three of you. What's your favourite kit? It can be home or away. Whatever. Is it ever? That's Whoa. gonna be a hard call. There's so many. Um, boy, yeah, <laughs> I don't know where to start. I've I've got some favorites. Um, yeah, that's a hard one. Um, boy, yeah. Stephen, do you want to go first? <laughs> Give us some time. Um, I will. Bear with me one wee second. <laughs> He's gonna find it. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know, man. Do you know what? There's just so many. Like I've probably got about six. I'm not gonna lie though. You know what? I was I was a massive fan of Dreamcast and Sega. Do you know what? I, 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 I was a first, massive when I read fan that, of Dreamcast the kit, first, the home kit. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, that one because it's the first one that came into my head with the yeah. with the old badge, and I'm like, yeah, it's that yeah. one. That's one of my favorite home ones. But I think so I thought I had it sitting here, um, but I must have taken it back up to my room. Because I used to have it on when we first started the channel. Mm-hmm. I used to have it on the sofa that was behind me um, yeah. in the the original layout of the room. Guys, I'll be back um, in a second. My lens is gonna drop out. One second, I'll be no back. Worries. What one was it, it was Stephen? The, did you say it was the '93 um, mm. top Adidas top with um, JVC in the front? From it was the year we did the the FA Cup and Coca Cola Cup double. Mm. Um, so it was obviously red, and then it had yeah. it's like a blue and a red sort of stripe on the the arms. Okay. Um, I thought I had it sitting about here, um, but as I say, I must have taken it back upstairs. Yeah. But I actually have the one because my mum and dad um, were in London that summer and mm. went to Highbury and got mm. me out of the shop at Highbury, um, and it has actually the FA Cup embroidered onto it. Well, nice. Um, and nice. It's, you know, Wembley, May, nineteen ninety three. Football Association Challenge Cup um, final winners embroidered onto it. Um, mm. So I'd say, yeah, I do have it 
um, somewhere, but it's not here. Um, mm -hmm. It's one of them ones I have to use, you know, it'll never fit me again. Because um, yeah. I got it as a, what would I have been about? 12, 13 years old when I got yeah. that kit. I'm now 40, so, you know, there's a slight <clears throat> size difference. Um, but it's one that I want to get framed. Um, and I will at some point um, probably send it over to our sponsor, Dan, at the match day. Um, mm -hmm. And get him to get it framed up for me. Um, so, yeah, that was my favorite kit. And if you're yeah, talking about seasons three, it's the away one. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I think a couple, of, like, for me, it, I don't really, I don't really remember the kits for them particularly being great seasons or anything like that. I'm just kind of looking at it as, like, just aesthetically. I really, as I was saying to Lottie before, I really like the home Dreamcast kit, the first one that came out. Um, I just loved it. I don't know whether it was because how old I was and it was kind of, like, sponsored by a computer company. I don't know, but that was just, that was, I just remember that being a really nice kit. I also liked... Um, and I've still got it somewhere upstairs. Is the um, it was the kit? It was the kit that we. It was after the Invincibles, um, and it was. Uh, is it Burgundy? It was O two gold, gold O two in the middle. Um, yeah, that was the Invincibles season, wasn't it? Yeah, that that yeah. kit. Like for me, I, I love that kit because it was just so different and and just kind of what the kit stood for. Um, it was. I just feel like when I when I saw it, it was like yeah. You know, we are the Invincibles, you know, we're this, you know, we we wear this kit because of who we are, do you know what I mean, kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, other than that, it's, it's difficult. I just feel like every season a kit comes out and I'm like, I like it. I like it. I, I, it's, I find it difficult to say that I have one single kit that I like. But, yeah, those two um, probably stand out for me. And in terms of the three kits we've got now, in terms of home, away and third kit, the home kit's probably my favourite out of the three. What about you, Lonnie? Oh, God. You've mentioned some really good ones, but I'm going to go back to a kit that's, like, older than me. And it's got it's got to be... Um, oh, what was it? When Rocky was playing. I think it was the... I think it was 89? I think... Hang on a second. Let me grab my book. That one, yeah. It's got to be that one. Okay. That is one of my favourites, and my, okay. I'm still after yeah, an original. Nice that that's kit is nice like three one. years older than me, so <laughs> it's it's just I just think it's absolutely beautiful. Mm. But most recently, um, everyone sees me on my white Arsenal shirt. They, uh, what's his name, Chapman one, yeah. my white one with the burgundy collar. I love that shirt. That's my favourite yeah. away shirt. It's like it's, like, it's not my prized possession at the moment. Yeah. Sorry, no, yeah, yeah, my two favourites. Great question, Anthony. As well. I'll tell you one one kit I regret not buying that I really, really liked. Um, mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people didn't like the Puma kits, but mm. it was the one, I think it was either, was it the last season we were with Puma? Um, and we had the third kit that was black with pink. Yes. Oh, that was a nice I loved that, and I really yeah. regret that I didn't buy that top. Same. Do you know Same. what? I've just I got a brand new, I've just got one off eBay secondhand. <laughs> Yeah. 45 pound i'm so yeah, happy don't blame you. that was a beautiful kit it's gorgeous literally yeah. there's no bobbling no nothing and it's got all the right labels and everything so he had photos of it so i was like i sent it over to my mate and i said like, this is is this legit Trent, he went yeah get it buy it so i've, I've yeah. got it it's on its way yeah very nice right thank you for on eBay, Stephen. i'd have a look oh, well i'll have a look so next up chris why do you support arsenal 
Um, for me, I just I don't know. Like it's like for me, I was a kid and I loved football. Um, and as a kid, I was I was looking for a team to support, and Arsenal just kind of ticked all the boxes. Like if I'm completely honest, um, they were a London club. You know, at the time, they were in the mix in terms of being successful. Like let's face it, if you're a kid. You know, and you're and you're, you're interested in football. Um, when I was growing up, it was Manchester United or, or Arsenal. Those were kind of like the two teams that were like vying for for trophies. Um, and I, I I couldn't as much as I as much as I didn't necessarily support Arsenal. It wasn't my local team because I lived in South London and not North London. But I just couldn't I couldn't legitimize supporting a team from Manchester or, or Liverpool or these other these other teams that are, other guys in, in my year groups and stuff supported. But for me, it was kind of a combination of a lot of reasons. Like, you know, Arsenal were a reasonably successful team. Um, I fell in love with the players. Um, it was a London team. Um, and just kind of from a personal perspective as well, like, I don't really want to, like make it about that, but I have to be honest. It was it was um it was quite refreshing to see, you know, Arsenal as a as a as a London club with um a core of black players as well, you know, players of 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 other races. Like that that was also like the school I went to in South London. We were predominantly black school, um, and even though you might think at that time there was there was there was a, a high number of 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 kind of like non-white players in the Premier League. But um yeah, for be for being a kid growing up in South East London, it was it was really nice to see, you know, someone like Ian Wright, you know, a guy that kind of, you know, reminds you of yourselves or your friends and your peers. And you know, he's playing for a big club and he's he's a record goal scorer. It was like culturally there was a connection there as well, you know, on a kind of cultural level. Um, and it's not just race. It was. It was. There was a race, racial connection, but there was a cultural connection. You know, some. You know, somebody you could kind of look at and see yourself, or or see. You know, similar to to where you live and so forth. So, I don't think there's one reason why I support Arsenal. I just think there's just so many different reasons why you support a team. Um, you know, from from the things I've said to the to the type of football they played. Um, you know, to the fact that red's my favorite color. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's just, it's just a huge combination of reasons. I don't think there's any one single reason why I support Arsenal. I think there's just so many reasons why I do. Lovely. Okay, this is going to be a bit of a weird one and it's going to be like very personal. So I apologize if I sound very awkward. <laughs> uh, basically, I fell in love with this club because I wanted my biological dad to spend time with me. He weren't interested in me because I was a girl. But I fell in love with football instead. I think I won in that situation. I mean, I wanted to be the daughter that he actually picked, like took like acknowledged. I've got three older sisters, half sisters, so and they have nothing to do with him. I have nothing to do with him now. He's only got my brother left. So it's just it is what it is, really. I fell in love with football. I think I win. And I've got a Spurs fan as my dad. He's been there for the last 15, 20 years. 15, 10, 15 years. I wouldn't change a thing. That's what I mean. I think 
I think that's beautiful, you know. Like, obviously, you know, I understand it's a sensitive, sensitive topic, but you know, it, it's it's beautiful as well because, and that's why that's why I mentioned the kind of race thing. It wasn't to make it about race, but I just think every decision we make in life, you know, there are there are superficial and kind of like surface level reasons why we make the decisions we do. But for some people, there are much deeper reasons why we make the decisions we do. And it doesn't have to make sense to anybody else, you know, because somebody might listen to me and say, oh, but there were black players in, in other teams. And, you know, there were, you know, there were there were guys from South London playing for, you know, Wimbledon or whatever. Well, I'm not saying they weren't, but for me, the connection was made with Ian Wright and the connection was made with Arsenal. You know, and some people might say, well, you know, there are lots of children out there that don't know their parents. Well, okay, that's fine. We're aware of that. But for Lottie, that was the reason, that was one of the fundamental reasons why, she, you know, she took to football and, and she and she loved it and she fell in love with the sport. So, you know, I mean, there's, there's no kind of right or wrong answer, you know, with this thing. It's just, it's just, there are surface level reasons like the colour red being, you know, that's why I was attracted to the team. But then also, you know, there are a lot more deeper issues as well sometimes. And yeah, that's just, it's just how it is. It's personal, personal to us really. Um, so yeah, I just, sorry, I just wanted to say that. No, 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 I appreciate it. It's honestly, it's just, it's not something I talk about. So that was really hard. Yeah. Um, I probably saw my eyes go then and I thought, oh God, I can't do this, but I'm all right. Honestly, it's no, just something respect. I don't talk about. I don't tell people about, do you know what I mean? Mm. Well, thank you for opening up. I, I know it's something I was aware of because, you know, we've had that conversation had before. Conversation. Um, and I know how personal it is to you. And listen, guys, this is what we, we said we would do. We'll, we'll we'll open up. We'll tell you about Sorry, us. Sorry, guys, and, I need a minute. <laughs> yeah, you go ahead, Lottie. Um, for me, um, why do I support Arsenal? Um, so anybody who knows me, um, and you guys in the chat who have you know, sort of getting to know me and getting to know us as a as canon chatter and, and what have you would know i my personality set is i'm a leader i'm not a follower and i've always been like that um ever since i was a young kid um i always wanted to lead i always wanted to to be in charge and it's just it's how i am um, it's how I'm programmed and I never had a, a football influence in my family um, my dad you know my dad doesn't like football he, he he will pay attention to it now just so he can sort of say to me oh I'll see Arsenal won at the weekend or whatever but he's never what he's you know what my dad's never sat and watched a football match in his life I don't think um, growing up you know my dad was very into Formula One and I, for a while, would have watched Formula One just for something to do with my dad. But all my friends in school were obviously really into football. Um, and the majority of them, again, you know, I grew up in an era where it was Liverpool or Man United. Um, and in Northern Ireland especially, it was very much Liverpool or Man United. You know, it was one or the other you, you supported here. Um, and it was the odd person would support another team. And funny enough, my best friend in primary school um, supported Chelsea. Um, and again, because it's not in my nature to be a follower and just follow a team because somebody else did, I then sort of looked and went, right, well, who am I going to support? And I looked, you know, I thought, well, at least we'll, we'll go London, you know, if, if he supports a team in London, you know, I'll, I'll try and pick someone. And 
at the time, obviously Arsenal, you know, arrival of Chelsea, and I thought, well, that's it, I'll go for Arsenal. Um, <laughs> it's as simple as that. You know, it's not a a deep, meaningful story. It was just the fact that I didn't want to support the same as everybody else. I wanted to be different. Yes. Um, and and that's just how I am. And yeah, that's why I support Arsenal. So great question, Chris. Thank you. Um, all right, let's see if we rattle through a few comments here. Um, Tony, I remember watching Rizicki for Dortmund. I was begging for Arsenal to sign him. Then we did. I was buzzing. Um, Keith, guys, if you could choose or use just one word to sum up being a Gunner, what word would you choose? Wow. Now, G, I know this will be hard for you to sum anything up in one word, but give it a go. <laughs> I'd have to do it in two. All right. I couldn't do it in one, Keith. Sorry. It's got to be an emotional word. You have seen him do <laughs> All right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it in one word. Drum roll. Eventful. He did it. He did it. He did. That was but really I can hard, though. He's busting the elaborate on it. I was literally out yeah. of force. I found that so difficult, you know. I was literally like this, like... <laughs> yeah, eventful. Lottie? I've got to do it in two. It's got to be emotional roller coaster. I can't do it in one. I'm I'm not as brave as G, I'm afraid. It's got to be two. For me, one word to sum up being a gunner. <laughs> Family. Yes. Right. That's perfect. That is perfect. Um, yeah, family. No. Um you know, I know the two of these guys. Um, G, I'm gonna talk. I don't care. Um, I know G because of because of Arsenal. Yeah. You know, me and G have never we've never met, but uh, as G has said before, you know, brother from another mother. Mm. Um, and Lottie, Lottie's my sister. You know that that's it. We're family, Just and that goes definitely for the whole of the Arsenal thing. It's it's family. You know so. Great question, Keith. Thank you. Um, Jamie, how are you, Jamie? Um, sending Mr. Silver Fox. That actually comes on to what I wanted to ask the team. Who was a player that you rated highly before they signed? Oh, and Jamie, the answer to your question earlier on, just while the guys are, guys are thinking, whiskey. That's the cure to man flu. Oh, I second that, by the way. It works, even for flu in women it works so a player that he's rated before we signed them no i've got to be honest that most of the players arsenal signed and most of the successful ones i've never even heard of or you know most of them if i hadn't heard of them most of them were coming off the back of not great careers so Canu, I remember having a heart issue. You know, Henri, I remember wasting away on the wing at Juventus. Um, it's it's really hard. Vieira, I think we signed him from Milan for like three million. I didn't even know who he was. So I find it very hard. I think in terms of a player that I thought was a quality player that came into the club, um, I think one that kind of is in the forefront of my mind is Ozil. Um, because he was a superstar before he came to Arsenal. Um and he, 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 you know, I, I, I thought he was a fantastic player. So when we signed him, I was just like, 
yeah, we're, we're signing an, we're signing a world class player here. Um, that's that's what I can really think of. Um, if I'm completely honest, um, Alexis Sanchez. Okay, yeah, good shout. I, yeah, we signed I him. Who did we sign him? him from Barcelona. Oh yes, yes, he was. He had come through from Udinese to Barcelona. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember yeah. sort of following him and thinking mm. he was going to be a brilliant player. Um, yeah. Followed him at Barcelona, and then obviously yeah. when we were linked to him during that World Cup and we signed him, absolutely delighted. So yeah. I rated him very highly. There's not many, though, you know. There's not. There's not. When I'm when I'm actually thinking about it, there's not that many that. I actually rated because most we of don't them buy like, superstars. No, we don't. We honestly we don't. Them. We honestly don't. That's why the Ozil one for me was was clear because it was like he was he was already a well established international World Cup winner, you know, Real Madrid. So for me, of course, I rated him. He was a quality playmaker. That's why that one sticks in my head. But when I actually think about it, there's not that many. Well, do you think about it? It's going to have to be Sunny. I mean, at the time, it was maybe 2008, 2009 when he's at Villarreal. I kind of I was watching La Liga back then and um, because because one of my cousins was watching it. And I just thought, oh, this, he's amazing. He's brilliant because obviously he's came up through the youth teams and things. And obviously, I, I kind of dropped off watching La Liga and when he moved off to Malaga. Malaga? Yeah. And then he came to us. I was absolutely buzzing. Mm. And for us, and I, it was like it was. It was a bit like that energy I get when I say Sam is Sam is going to bench thirty four for the season. It was exactly the same energy, and I was completely right about him. He's, he's I just, I love the kid. Well, mm. the man, I should say, he's not a kid anymore. Yeah, us. It's just, it's, it's just a shame how it ended, like sort of panning out, so to speak. Mm, yeah. Okay. Great question. Thank you, Jimmy. Um, yeah, good question. Yeah. Okay, Lee. I'd like to bring up Eduardo in, in what could have been, yeah, another great player, mm. but the leg great. I will never forget that ankle break, though. Oh, no. that sound. Oh, Bir- God, was it Birmingham? Was it Birmingham we played on? I think it was, yeah. 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 That's when our season turned in that game. Yeah. He's having a really good season that season. Yeah, well, pretty much ended his career, didn't it, really? Mm-hmm. Bungle, top three Arsenal number 10s, and why is your number one bird count? <laughs> it is bird camp for me. It's... Yeah, no, hands down. Hands down. There's, there's, there's Again, no other answer for the top spot. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> no answer. Again, that that's probably another show. You know that that's potentially another show in that one. Um, Lottie added to the list, and we'll we'll park that one. I think. Yep, yeah. On the second. Um, that's a, that's a big, big, big question. Yeah. Um. Give me a second, Stephen. One second. I'm oh gonna... yeah, we forgot about our little monster munch bowl. You just <laughs> uh, Lottie, see when you're making your notes. Uh, one second. Have you still got that comment? Up? Oh no! Can you put the other comment back up so I can just screenshot it? I'm just. I'm being lazy. The first one was um, men and women's combined eleven. I think you know, I've got that screenshot. It's just where I'm. This one. Yeah, just taking like, you know, like the snipping tool. I'm just taking the snipping tool on the screen. It's just quicker. Back I love how it says, why, why, is your, why is your number one backhand? Because you're already done knowing it. It's like. Yeah, it's, it's just, there's no other, there's no alternative. Sorry. Do you know why it's in my head? 
just uh, off the back mm-hmm. of these questions and Lottie, while you're making your notes, mm-hmm. I want to do a show some night on um, our all-time Arsenal 11. Oh, yes. 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 I'm up for that. I'm going to yes. do a show. Sorry, guys, oh. we, we're, just, we're just sitting coming up with show ideas here while, while we're supposed to be doing this. Um, yeah, but we've yeah. been trying to, like, well, I know. It'll I be interesting anyway. as well because, like, obviously, like, you know what I mean, we, myself and you, Stephen, we're a little bit older than, than Lottie, so it'll be interesting to see how you've got the kind of difference of opinion just because of, like, players that, obviously there are some players that are kind mm-hmm. of just given, you know they were, like, great, but... There might be other ones that are a little bit more kind of. Maybe we could even get some other fans involved as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. We'll we'll, we'll yeah. come up with something for that one. That'll be a yeah. good show. I've added that to we're, the list as well, Stephen. Yeah, what we're doing, we're we're trying to think of things, folks. Um, just to let you know what we're doing is we're trying to come up with different shows and stuff to do during these um European weeks when we're not playing or during international breaks and stuff, just mm. to have a bit of fun. I've just thought of something. Gee, are we not going to do the friendly, the games leading up to Qatar for Eng- uh, our England show? What in terms of while we're there? Um, like no, like the games that are running up, sort of thing. The friendly. Oh, I don't really watch them. That's the problem. I don't yeah, know about I, you. I don't know. I don't know if we'll do like the. the... There's going to be a few more this year because of um, Qatar. Oh, so we'll talk about that after. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Chris, we've done Monster Munch, so what about biscuits and cookies? Go on, G. Say what you want to say. Go on. Well, I'm just I'm just saying like how there was all this energy about like, you know what I mean? What was the best flavor? We're gonna do a poll. We put the poll out, we got the votes, and all of a sudden the host just Yeah, as you can see, I can just mute them and I don't have to listen to this. <laughs> you don't mute me, I will unmute myself. I am allowed to speak. I am allowed to speak. <laughs> Listen, and what I'm saying is, we got the votes. I'm looking to see if you're going to mute me again. It was 24 hour, um, 24 hour poll, and look, you know, the people have spoken. The decision was never in doubt, and I have to say, pickled onion crew, we came out victorious. It yeah. was thirty. Was it thirty-eight? Thirty-eight percent. Yeah. Of the vote. Out of a, uh, out of one hundred ninety-six votes. To thirty-four percent, which was roast beef, and then obviously in last place was flaming hot. You never really had a chance. <laughs> no. So yeah. Um, what can I say? Is there a forfeit for that poll? I can't remember. No, we should have made one. We yeah, have we should made one. Where you eat a packet of them on the show. A month to month, yeah. life on there. <laughs> yeah, we should have done that. Then we again, I don't. If, then again, yeah. If we uh, lost, I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch the roast beef. I couldn't do it. So I'll eat all of them. I love crisps. I'll eat all of them. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, it's funny because pickled onion was always going to win that. I, I, no, I mean, it's, 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 it's the original. not even a contest. Let's be serious. It's the original. Yeah, it wasn't your contest. So, just out of curiosity, have you actually deleted all those extra Twitter accounts you set up to vote? Ah, uh, don't huh? give me that. Don't <laughs> give me that. that. Don't give me that. We won fair and square. Fair, fair and, and square. square. Yeah, don't right. be a sore loser. Um, <laughs> so, so done most of it. what about biscuits or cookies? No, do you know what? Yeah. The, the next debate's gravy. And not lovely. Beef, gravy. Done. This comes because <laughs> we have a WhatsApp group, and a lot of what he said, um, some or 
the Arsenal ladies team are different gravy. And I made a comment, obviously, <laughs> oh then gravy. What so yeah, um as well he thinks we're a bit backwards here in Northern Ireland. She doesn't realise we've indoor plumbing yet. Um I did. anyway. <laughs> I've apologized twice. I'm not apologizing Tony, again. Jaffa cake, is it a cake or a biscuit? Cake. This cake. cake. Yeah. It's in you know the why? Meat. You can't you can't you can't dip it in your tea and it don't go it's soft, isn't it? It's like it's not you biscuit, get it biscuit it's, yeah, but biscuit is like you got. I think a biscuit's got to go. You know what I mean? It's like a. It's got to have a, a crunch. Yeah, it's got to have a crunch to it, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, with a cake, it's the, the, I love a Jaffa cake. Don't get what me wrong. What it is is in the name. I don't mean to be funny. Cake. Yeah, I think it's a cake for me. I wouldn't oh, have a Jaffa cake. I wouldn't dip it in my in my cup of tea. You know what I mean? I wouldn't duck it in my tea. Well, if we're talking about biscuits, I've got a good question for you. Mm. you see if you have a chocolate digestive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Should the chocolate be at the top or the bottom? Top. What are you talking about? Bottom. When you look at the biscuit, the right way. Just the biscuit. Yeah. You get the chocolate at the top and you get the biscuit at the bottom. Eh? No. No. It's just the biscuit and then the chocolate underneath. Nah, man, it ain't. That don't make sense. That don't make sense. Okay, get. Next time you look at a digestive, right? They've got digestive on the top of it, and then it's chocolate underneath. Guys in the chat, let us let us know what you think, because I I still Maybe think it it's is. Hot. Maybe it is, but I don't know. Uh, will I answer the question? There, there is a true, there is a right answer here. It's biscuit at the top, isn't it? I bet. It's biscuit at the top. Yeah. See, I would never have said that because when I think it now, the... now you said it to me, I'm like, I can yeah. see it, but I would it's have all to do with how they actually put the chocolate on. Yeah. So it runs across a bath of chocolate. Okay. And that's how they put the chocolate on it. So it's actually the biscuits okay. at the top and the chocolates at the bottom because they put the chocolate on the bottom. Well, it is, yeah. I, really? I don't I don't ever look at it long enough to know. I just yeah. <laughs> I just eat it. <laughs> I just shove it in my mouth. <laughs> right. Um Keith, um Tony Childhood here will rock you all the way. Um Tony's saying yes, Keith. Right. Bungle, anyone who grew up around Islington might remember Paul Merson Sports down Chapel Market. Um, as a kid, I used to think he worked there and would pop in thinking I'd see him selling shirts and boots. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, Chris, favourite non-Arsenal game and player? Whoa. Mm. Again, um, is this current or all time? Yeah. That's a hard one. Plus, I've got like I've got kind of various ideas with that one because um I think growing up I used to watch I used to watch a lot of um Syria because it was on free terrestrial TV. So even though I love the Premier League, I didn't watch it live. I, I listened to it, a lot of it on the radio. So Syria used to come on channel four. And I remember because it was after church on a Sunday. Um, I used to get back and watch the the, sun, the Sunday afternoon game. So for me, in terms of like favorite non-Arsenal player, I'm just gonna go like not current. I'm gonna kind of go all time um, from what I can remember. George Weir for me was just a phenomenal player. Um, kind of growing up watching football, watching Serie R. I didn't particularly support AC Milan, but just watching him play in in Serie R growing up was just he just yeah. I just thought he was a phenomenal player. So. I'd say him for foreign-based player. In terms of Premier League-based player when I was growing up, 
um, I thought Festino Aspria was just was just one of those players that just captivated me. Now, when he played, Colombian international player, um, I don't think he had crazy stats um, at um, at Newcastle, but I do remember, and this will probably answer um, the second part of the question, which is favourite non-Arsenal game. I remember him scoring a hat-trick against Barcelona in the Champions League. Um, and I remember it because it used to be on the old kind of like ITV or whatever it was when the Champions League was 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 aired on ITV on a, um, on an evening time. I think it was like a Tuesday or Wednesday. And Newcastle played Barcelona. And I think it was at the Camp Nou. If I'm, I don't know if it was Camp, Camp Nou or... or um, Newcastle's home ground. I'm not too sure, but Fastino Aspria scored a hat-trick and he was a player I really, really liked who didn't play for Arsenal. So, yeah, in terms of favourite non-Arsenal players, I would say George Weir from a foreign league and I would have said, like, growing up, Fastino Aspria for Newcastle um, and watching him score, I think it was the perfect hat-trick, right foot, left foot and a headed goal um, against Barcelona in the Champions League when Newcastle were in the Champions League it was probably my non, my most favourite non-Arsenal game. Okay, do you know what? The last couple of seasons I've been I, w- I have been watching um Syria and it's gonna have to be the Juve and um Adinesi clashes. Um usually end up with a draw or they or Adinesi lose, but it's always kind of it was kind of special, especially like last season. Um you've got players like I'm going to go back to one of my favourites at the moment. He's, he's, he's now moved over to Atletico Madrid, though. Um, Rodrigo de Paul. He's just one of them players that just knows how to get the crowd going, even when they're losing like 2 0. And he's, he's, just, he's a fans player. And he, he, he did have a couple of nice goals for the money that he's time there. But he's, he's, just, he's just an old school kind of player. He gets the crowd going and gets the, even when they're losing. And that's, that's just gives that player just a little bit of like, Edge over like some that you you sit there and watch and think yeah they're great. Even even up against the likes of Ronaldo at the time, it just like it was quite funny just to see him skin him on the pitch. Like like as a midfielder, he was just great. Game, I couldn't possibly answer favorite non-Arsenal game. I mean, there's not many games that have been so good over the years. Um, Trying to narrow it down. That's why um, I went for recent. <laughs> yeah. F- favorite non Arsenal player ever? Um, Roberto Baggio. Quali. Nice. I loved, you know, I grew up watching Serie A, you know, when yeah. it used to be on Channel 4s on a Sunday afternoon. There was always a, a game. Now, although my team were always Fiorentina, um, Badastuda and uh, Manuel Rui Costa. Rui Costa, what? Unbelievable players. But yeah, yeah I love Baggio. Um, Roberto Baggio. I always remember the 94 World Cup in America and Atlanta when he missed the penalty mm. um, at the end for Italy. Um, heartbreaking, but yeah. Baggio, I just loved watching him play AC, Inter, Juventus. You know, he played for the top teams in Italy. Well, he managed. Just Quality. an absolute baller. He really was. So there you go. Uh, great question. Thank you, Chris. Right. Uh, Danzinho, sorry for the tricky question. Glad you liked it, though. What about how many would our current ladies beat the current Spurs men's team by? I'm going by <laughs> at least four. 
Seven. No question. The thing about it is, um, the current Arsenal ladies team would probably be the current Arsenal men's team, so yeah. let's not get carried <laughs> away here um, with how many that beat Spurs back. Yeah. We're, we're pressing concerns. Yeah. Uh, um, Joseph, thoughts on William Gallus, Lottie? I hate him. <laughs> I don't like him. <laughs> Didn't like him when he was an Arsenal shirt. That's all I've got to say on the subject. <laughs> Fair enough. Lee, um, Riley's positivity and smile made me an Arsenal fan. Um, Tony, my guy G, mine is Riley too. Bungle, Ian Wright for me too. 100% my childhood hero. Obviously, it's going way back to the, near the start. Yeah. Um, Gary, hello G, Lottie and Stephen. Come on, you Gunners. Arsenal ladies had fun today. 5-1 versus Tottenham. Um, Russ saying hello to Gary. Me saying hit the like button. Um, we've got 20 likes on there so far. Let's see if we can get up to 25. Um, Ryan, how are you, Ryan? Hey, everybody. More North London Derby delight tonight. Um, Antonio washing machines are kept either in the garage or a separate laundry yeah, room. I go outside. And sorry for the delayed responses, but I'm losing reception, so I'm lagging behind in the chat. No worries. Keith, gee, I love that you're talking about um, listening to the games on the radio. Old school, my friend. I once watched us lose on pens to Leicester on Teletext in the pub. I'm not old. I tell you, I tell you, one of the one of the worst memories being an Arsenal fan listening to radio was when we lost. Um, I actually cried. Um, I think I was in secondary school, and it was the FA Cup semi final against United, and Burkamp missed the penalty. I think it was saved against Schmeichel, and he and Ryan Giggs went the other end and passed about half our team. Um, I think it was like he went he went past about three or four players, and I I think he scored an extra time, and that was horrendous. Like even though even though it wasn't on on TV, and I wasn't actually visualizing it, I feel like the commentary back in the day was so much better in terms of like descriptive quality because it's like I could envision what was happening. I could almost see it, um, and obviously I watched it later on. But yeah, for me it was growing up. Like listening to games on the radio was 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 the norm. It was just something people did. You know, you'd walk past, you know, building sites and they'd have the radio on. Everybody would have a radio in their kitchen or their sitting room, or they'd have the game on in the car if you was driving. So it was just kind of normal. Like not many families where I lived had Sky or had um, you know, Sky Television, or could afford it, or or for whatever reason. So you know, listening to games on the radio was just the norm. It's just something we did, um, and obviously all the Walkmans or CD players that we had always had a radio function. So you know, we would listen to the games, whether they be midweek or, or, or weekend. So yeah, I've got fun memories of listening to games over the radio, but also some not so fun memories of listening to games over the radio. But even at that, I mean, back in in that sort of time, because I mean, we we're there's only a couple of years difference between you and me and age. Um, and I remember as a teenager, there wasn't as many games on, on TV, you yeah. know, as there is now, you know, because obviously you've loads of different channels and, you know, there's a couple of hundred games a season that are legally on TV and then you can find streams for the majority of the rest of them. Mm. Um, but I remember being as a teenager, sort of, I'd say sort of 13 to 16 on a Saturday afternoon, you know, I'd go down to the shop and buy some sweets and a drink and stuff and I'd come back up and I'd sit in my bedroom and I was fortunate enough to have a computer in my bedroom 
Yeah. And I would sit and play championship manager while listening to the radio. And, you know, it would be five live commentating on one match and obviously going around yeah. the grounds and giving you updates and all yeah. the rest of the games. And that was my Saturday afternoon for years, you know, during Not the season. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's going, what's a radio? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that that antique looking box that sits in the corner of the room gathering dust? Sorry, I'm turning. I'm I'm sorry. I'm turning 29 in less than 10 days. (laughs) Behave yourselves. Area. Doesn't know what a bloody radio is. You're so cheeky. (laughs) Like literally, you like. I remember doing my homework in my nan's kitchen with the football on the radio. Come on, I'm not that young. (laughs) Please. And then so my granddad was going to change it, and it was just like a massive fight. It was hilarious. Ryan, 5 1 to the Arsenal tonight. So, Lottie. Tottenham get battered everywhere they go. Tottenham get battered everywhere they go. Everywhere they go. And my voice hurts. <laughs> I was in the last bit. Someone right. wants to finish it off in the comments. Please do. Bungle, Arsenal, Norwich in 89 was my first game at Highbury. G is spot on. You don't remember much because it's so, so overwhelming. Mm. Um, Lee, I love the Cranberry last yeah, season at Highbury yeah. shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Old, old too. Yeah, that was the one. Yeah. Um, Tony, I have many favourites. It changes every day. So today it's 2003-04 season. Home kit, purely because, well, it's obvious. Um, probably Bruce Banana shirt for... Chris, G, it's the last season at Highbury 1, 05-06, you were talking yeah. about, mate. Um, Ryan needs to go back to new kits every two to three years. Yeah, I would agree. This three new kits every season because it costs a fortune. They did, I thought at one point they ended just a rule that you could only bring or change your kit every two seasons. Um, and what teams did then was they changed their home kit one season and their away kit the next season. Mm. Um, that was a rule for a while, um, but yeah, it, it is a bit much every, you know, every year three new kits, and you know, especially now with all the training kit and everything available, it's just an absolute fortune. And you know, I know me and G have said this before, but you know, having kids and stuff, you know, when when they want kits as well, you know, it's, yeah. it's crazy money. The amount of money I spent in kits this summer for you know the boys and for me and. You know, my wife even wanted an Arsenal top, so she had to get one. So, you know, all of a sudden, there's because the boys wanted shorts and socks and all. And, you know, by the time you do that, top for me, top for 250 quid easily. Mm-hmm. And that's just on one kit each, or one top for me and, me and the wife and a kit each for the boys. But, you know, if they turn around and wanted training gear and stuff like that, Amazing. it's just crazy money. It's mad. Um, Love yes, that sir. picture of Rocky. Always up the front of your book there. Yeah. Um, Ryan, by the way, Arsenal women got drawn against Brighton women in the semi-final. Okay. Oh, that's going to um, be fun. Yeah. Arsenal's women team are really coming back. Again, yeah, they are. Really, yeah. really strength again. Um, Ryan FC, a new name in the chat, I believe. Welcome. What's your hopes and aspirations for the future? Question for you all. Is football, that football, football, football or, or life? Yeah. Probably just life, I think. Yeah. You know what it is like for me? Um, I think, you know, 
your 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 aspirations and your hopes change um a lot throughout your life you know um i remember when i was younger i just wanted to be rich i wanted to be successful you know <laughs> and 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 whatnot and then you know you you kind of your 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 ethos on life and you know your kind of outlook on life changes kind of like i think as you get older but not only just as you get older as you kind of just go through life and experience different things so um in terms of aspirations for the future for me i just want to be the best version of of myself um i think you know as you get older you you, you know you kind of learn from life's lessons so just want to kind of be the best version of myself if possible because we all make mistakes as human beings, you know. We all, we've all done things over the years that we've not necessarily been proud of, or we we thought we could have done better or handled the situation differently. So I just want to be the best version of myself, and just want to, I think, most importantly, just to ensure that me, my my family are and my friends are 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 well, you know, and healthy. Um, and and for me, that's that's general kind of hopes and aspirations. I think anything else in terms of jobs, in terms of money, in terms of materialistic success. If it comes, it comes. It's great. But for me, it's more just about kind of just ensuring that everybody's safe, everybody's healthy, um, because I think that, that that's real kind of happiness um, in terms of like my hopes and aspirations. So yeah, that, that's it for me, really. As I, It's just, it's just, you know, that that's really important to me. It's just, you know, being the best version of myself and just ensuring that for as long as possible, my family and my friends are are, are safe and healthy. Well, do you know what? I haven't, obviously you both, you guys have really got your families, you've got your kids. I'm, I'm not at that stage yet. So it's got to be family, a house, and I want to be out of London and I'm happy. That's all I want. That's all I want from life at the minute. <clears throat> so this, it's a really good question. Um, for me personally, I'm, I mean, they, these guys know everything that's going on with me personally. I'm kind of at a bit of a crossroads in my life right now. Um, for the first time ever, well, not ever, but for the first time since I was about 18, I, I'm actively having to look for a job. Um, I'm not unemployed, don't get me wrong, but um, the, the business that I'm in is going to be closing down probably, I would say, over the next couple of months. Um, and if any of my customers are watching this, you didn't hear that. Um, but I, I've, never, I've never had to actually actively look for a job. I've always landed on my feet and jobs have kind of been handed to me. Um, I've always had an ability to, to sell and when you're good at selling, you don't really have to look for work because people look for you. Um, you know, the last sort of three, four jobs I've been headhunted for, and this is the first time I find myself in that situation. Um, and the problem for me right now is I don't know what I want to do. I don't know if I want to stay in, in a sales based job or if I want to try something different. Um, I, I'm working for a company at the minute where I'm essentially my own boss. I work from home and the idea of going and working for a big company again and having to work for people, I don't like the, the sound of, so it, it's difficult. There's then also the, 
the situation of obviously where I live and I know that we've got the likes of Jamie um potentially still in the chat here coming from the same sort of place I mean, there is a few other people watch the channel you know coming from northern ireland and i'm sure they'll tell you you know that there's for anybody that knows the history of northern ireland or you know knows about the troubles and stuff like that and where we're at as a country um my concern right now is that it is going backwards you know, and we're, we're going back, we're steadily, it's not even, you know, a slow decline, it's a steady decline back to where, where things were with the troubles. And I've seen things that were, you, you don't even want to know the sort of things I've seen during the troubles and stuff and, and what we've been through. Um, and I, I have a great fear of bringing up my kids in that. Um, so I've, two boys, Josh and Oliver. Josh is six, Oliver's four. And it's not even so much what they would see. It's just I don't want them getting into the wrong crowd and getting influenced by the wrong people and getting involved in it. And it's something I've had conversations with people about, about potentially moving away, um, maybe moving over to England or Scotland, Wales. So, yeah, I mean, for my aspirations for the future at the minute, I don't actually know what my aspirations are for the future um, because I, I'm kind of, I'm a little bit lost. Um, I would love to do this. You know, I would love to do content creating full-time. Um, so, obviously, we have this channel and I'm about to launch my own new channel, um, which is kind of, my wife calls it my midlife crisis channel because you know the idea behind it is it's, I'm going to do vlogs and it's going to be you know doing stuff pushing myself to do stuff that I wouldn't have done before um and it, it it just happens to fall around the fact that I you know I've just turned 40 um so yeah maybe as a midlife crisis channel but you know I hope to have a bit of fun with it but I would love you know I would love for that to take off and for that to pay the bills and be able to go and do stuff you know there's a channel that I watch and um, called Theme Park Worldwide. I love theme parks. And the guy on there used to work in a theme park and now he basically, he does YouTube and it pays him to travel the world and just go to different theme parks every day and do vlogs of it. And I'm like, you know, if he can do it, why can't I? So, you know, I would love something like that to happen, but hopes and aspirations <sighs> at the minute, it's, it's take each day as it comes. Um, I'm gonna work out my dreams. I'll, I'll, I'll get them. That's the thing. You know, I know I will. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a determined person by nature. That when I know what I want, I'll go for it and I'll get it. So, um, when I work it out, I'll have hopes and aspirations again. But at the minute, it's, <laughs> it's figuring that out and figuring out what's best for my, my family as well. So, yeah, there you are. But personal information on me. Great question, Ryan. Thank you. Um. Keith, loving the reasons why you guys support Arsenal all really meaningful and personal. <laughs> I mean, it's just I don't want to copy anybody else. Um, this stream will last nine hours with G's one hour answers for each question. <laughs> I just got a point. Sorry, James. Oh, mate, Chris, honestly. <laughs> Ryan saying, righty. Um, Lee was so excited for Bergkamp. It represented a change in direction for the club. It did, but I remember that signing. And at the time, I mean, you, 
everybody else seen the papers and stuff, you know, like, he was at Inter Milan. In and Milan, he wasn't yeah. exactly pulling up trees there. And everybody was sort of saying, you know, why are they wasting money on, on Bergkamp? But yeah, he was a great signer for the club. Um, Barcelona's 3 0 away to Benfica. Wow, Ryan, thank you. Um, United, United actually beat Villarreal, you know. Mm. I think Juve beat Chelsea, though, 1 0. Oh, did they? Good. Chiesa, yeah, Chiesa got the goal. Good. Um, Ryan saying he thought Lolly would say 34 was her player. <laughs> oh, there's a good question from Chris. Favorite sports person outside football? Oh, that's an easy one for me. I've got tons, mate. Oh, it's it's got to be Charlotte Desjardins. She does all the uh, she's an Olympian. Well, for the um, horse 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 riding. Um, I'm a bit of a. I used to be, used to go horse riding and stuff. So I know my stuff. Um, I qualified as a horse riding instructor when I was about seventeen, eighteen. So watching her do what she does is just absolutely incredible. Um. Like people say to me, how do you watch it? But when you look at the dressage and the amount of hours that have to go into that, that, that horse is training as like the horse has to be in the same wavelength as the rider. The relationship is just absolutely incredible. I mean, you look if I don't know if anybody's ever watched um, the show jumping that's down by Bristol, I think. Um, it's absolutely incredible. These jumps are like higher than, bigger than six feet. And if that horse falls, it is breaking its leg. The rider can break its neck. And, like, these 70-kilo women, men even, are controlling these six over 600-pound animals. It's just... Well, it's not controlling. They're riding them. And it's just... It's absolutely, absolutely incredible. I mean, Charlotte Desjardins in the summer became the first female Olympian to get gold, silver, and bronze in her Olympic oh, fight. First one ever in the Olympic history. I think she's incredible. Okay. Cool. Jay? Um, I think for me, it's, it's a hard one, though, because um, I watch quite a bit of sport. I know me and you were having this conversation the other day um, about boxing. Um, we're, we're both quite <laughs> fans of boxing. A little bit, little bit rival uh, rivalry there in terms of who we're backing, but Yeah, no, but we, we are. I think um, I, some of the sports like we we have a similar interest in. Some we don't. I'm not a massive fan of Formula One, um, but boxing, yeah, we definitely have a, a, a keen interest in the sport, both of us. But I think one one sport in love that you guys probably won't know, um, and I'm talking about more the viewers um, that are watching, because I don't really talk about it much, um, and that's cricket. Um, now, my dad was. Um, you know, well, my dad is a West Indian, was a West Indian man from Trinidad, one of the one of the Caribbean nations. You know, the, the way it works in the Caribbean is it plays the West Indies. Um, and actually, the the, the 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 two badges I do have on my arm, one is Arsenal and one is the actual West Indies cricket badge. Um, which I today, got the first time I seen it. Yeah, you did, you did, which was which was which I was quite quite impressed with, because uh, not a lot of people get it. Um, but yeah, so cricket, cricket, growing up. Um, there were three sports that I really loved. And, you know, obviously football was my favourite. Cricket and boxing um, was was also the two other sports, particularly heavyweight boxing, because um, I grew up with kind of like the, you know, the heavyweight greats, Sonny Liston, Muhammad Ali, 
George Foreman, etc. But yeah, cricket was probably my second love of the three. And it's got to be, you know, it's got to be no one else other than um, Brian Charles Lara. So he was a Trinidadian um, batsman um, who played for the West Indies over the course of about 15 to 20 years. Um, and he literally just beat untold records. Um, I think he has the 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 most runs in a test innings game, which was 501 runs not out. Um, and it's just, I remember watching that game thinking like, you know, you, you see teams get bowled out for like, you know, 100, 200, 300 runs, even like some three, four, 500. But for one single player to get 501 runs in an innings, it's just, it's just incredible. And he was just a phenomenal player. And he, in many ways, I... As much as a lot of cricket fans rate him, he he was he was very much part of a West Indies cricket team that was very successful, but he was also very very much part of a West Indies side that was massively on the decline. Um, West Indies as a team are nowhere near what they were like back in the day. Um, at one point, they were the best team in the world. You know, not nobody could even come close to them in terms of cricket. Um, but yeah, in, in recent years, and as I got older, they, they, their decline became kind of more and more. Now they're just kind of a more of a bang average side. Um, they do well. They do better in the shorter forms of the game than, than Test cricket. Um, but yeah, Brian Charles Lara, Trinidadian batsman for me, was 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 a massive kind of favourite in terms of sports person outside of football. Um, so yeah, if you like your cricket, you, you'll know who he is. If you don't, then never mind. Okay. Um, I, I may have grown up watching Formula One, but I never really liked it. So, you know, I'm not a fan of Formula One. A big boxing fan. I do love my boxing. Um, and I could talk all night about boxing. Um, especially, you know, Irish and Northern Irish boxers. You know, big fan of like the likes of Carl Frampton. Um, big fan of a lot of fighters. Um you know, especially the minute you like, like Josh Taylor, absolutely love Josh Taylor. Um, I know G's more a fan of the heavyweights and stuff, but for me, a favorite sports person outside of football, and you've got to go back a few years for this one, but everyone will have heard of him. Um, Michael Jordan. Oh, quality. So, <laughs> I, I grew up, um, at the, yeah. you know, when I, when I was a kid, it was at the time when the Bulls were, they were the dynasty. Um, Scotty Pippen, um, Dennis, Rodman. Not Dennis Rodman, yeah, Lukic, Lukic. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some great players in that squad. Um, Phil Jack was Phil Jackson, wasn't it? Coach yeah, yeah. at the time, they, be they became a brand. Yeah, like literally, Chicago Bulls became a brand. I didn't even yeah. watch basketball, and I had a Chicago's ball jacket, hat, all sorts. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely loved that, and. I was actually, I, I was good at basketball, that was the thing. Um, I was at our school, had a, a basketball team, but it was only for um, sort of sixth form players, so sort of the guys who were sort of 17, 18 in school. And I was playing on that team when I was 15. Um, mm. So I had a, a talent for basketball um, and I, I loved it. But yeah, Michael Jordan. Absolutely, just he changed absolutely. the game. Goal. You know, he, he created that dynasty, um, and I absolutely loved him. I really did. Um, so yeah, favorite non-sports person. Great question, Chris. Thank you. 
Um, Steve just gone all putting on G's horse there. Um, Lee, have you guys ever met any players? I met Kenny Sampson um, when he did the Red Letter Day training sessions. Um, nice. I've seen, like I say, I've seen Ian Wright a couple of times, um, just kind of in and around London. Um, other than that, I can't, I can't think off the top of my head. Oh, sorry, I did, I did actually meet George Weir. I did actually meet George Weir, um, and it's a funny story because he is kind of like a distant relative of a girl that I went to school with. Um, and it's almost like kind of like her uncle or whatever. So, so he was from Liberia. And my one of my good, good friends that I went to school with, her name was, her name was Matei, or her name is Matei, sorry. Um, she was from Liberia, the same country as him. So she had kind of family connections with him. So I had the, I had the um, lovely opportunity to meet him, get an autograph, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but yeah, other than Ian Wright um, and George Weir, no, I can't. I can't recall seeing many footballers at all. What? <laughs> uh, Patrick Vieira, Freddie. Wow. Uh, who else is on that list? And also uh, Ericsson. I was walking along the road yeah. after work a couple of years back. He was still playing for Spurs, and mm. he was doing a photo shoot for Nike. I walked straight up to no, him. I had my massive Arsenal chain on and I still took a picture of him. I'm shameless. You sent me that picture, I think. I think yeah, I, I posted it. I posted yeah. it on um, on Twitter. Crazy. But it, that, that image has not surfaced until he left. So <laughs> it's been in my phone but that long. Because yeah, so, you had posted that around the time of obviously his yeah. heart attack on the pitch during the Euros. Yeah. yeah. yeah I remember that. I did. Um, I mean, I had red hair back then and it was well that long. <laughs> so it's definitely an old one. Footballers, as I know, Arsenal players know, um, obviously some Northern Irish ones and stuff people wouldn't have heard of yet. Um, who, who's the most famous person you've ever met? Well, I've got one. I've got one. Will Smith. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. I met Will Smith. My, my friend. Incredible. My friend works for, um, he worked originally for, for Channel 5 or ITV. I'm not sure if it's ITV now at Channel 5 or Channel 5 ITV. I have to look up his LinkedIn profile. He'll probably cuss me if he's watching. Um, but yeah, he, he actually has a really important job in one of the television television stations. Um, and he used to get, or he still does get red, like he gets tickets to red carpet events um, at like Leicester Square, stuff like that. So a couple of times he's got us tickets to go and watch like kids movies um, when they premiere for the opening night. Um, and he he called me and he said, oh, do you want to come to this premiere? And I was like, cool. And it was one of Will Smith's films. And I can't even actually remember what film it was. Um, I can't really. Um, I can find out what it was. But anyway, and then we're standing, we're standing on the red carpet. I was actually on the news. I was actually on the news because my missus and the family were watching. Um, and they saw me kind of briefly walk past on the red carpet. I was like, gee! <laughs> but, <laughs> and it's so funny because like Will Smith was there. And then... Um, did you get starstruck? No, literally, like he was there, and I, and my friend was like, "Oh, Will," and he came over, and I was just like, "Will, Will Smith," and he was just like, "What's your, like, what's going on?" Like, I'm G, and he's like, "Oh, what's going on, G?" And I was just like, I was just like, I was literally just, yeah, I, it it was just crazy. Like, it it's hard to explain. Like, you know, they often, people often say, "Oh, when you see somebody famous, you'll be starstruck." And you kind of, you kind of just kind of wouldn't know what to do. That's exactly what it was like. 
Um, I feel like I played it cool, but or I, I was trying to play it cool and just kind of have a conversation with him, which we did. Um, but yeah, that that was amazing. Um, I don't know why, because um, obviously he's a great actor and whatever, whatever. But he's just another human being at the end of the day. But um, obviously, growing up watching him in you know untold movies from Ali to Independence Day to Wild Wild West or whatever, um, some of the other movies he's been in. But yeah, that that's probably the most famous person. Um, I've actually met because I actually saw him up close and actually had a conversation with him. So yeah, Will Smith for me. Brilliant. Okay. Uh, it's not it's not as big as Will Smith, but um, I used to work for a, I was a receptionist for a company when I was about eighteen, nineteen, and there was a VIP coming. I didn't know who it was because most of the most of the staff in Suffolk did like in the Suffolk building didn't know either. And I was I was just sitting there doing what I was doing, and then. Got Kwan walked through the door. I was like, oh, oh right. my god. I don't know what, like, got Kwan? Got Yeah, he used to do those. He used to do well, those. Like, was a was it? So, sorry, say that again, Stephen. I says, was it Got Kwan or was it Roberto Firmino? <laughs> it's Got Kwan. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, and he was just he was just so nice about everything. Um, because obviously the boss was busy still with like previous clients and we actually stood there and we actually had a conversation and he's just a really nice guy. Um, I think the other lot, it would have to be Oasis as well. The same company I was working for, they just walked past, I was like, oh my God, they're in the building. So I did, didn't have a conversation, they sort of just came straight in and went straight upstairs. But I've got to say, my, my favourite one was Gok got One. He's actually really qu- quite cool. Okay, so I have a few. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one sort of that may potentially rival G's mm. um, and a couple of maybe less. So I, I've had drink, a drink with Ronan Keaton. Oh, wow. Um, I've had a drink with Brian Kennedy, if you know who he is. Um, and I also had drinks with, do you remember um, the TV program that founded Girls Allowed? What was it called? Oh, what was it? Um, Pop Star or something like yeah. that. Pop stars arrivals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Do you remember the boy band that was created at the time that actually won the show because it was them and the. Oh, it was. It was. Oh, what was that band's name? Gareth Gates was in it, wasn't he? No, and no. Gareth Gates was on Pop Star because it was him and Will Young were pop star. No, this was Pop Stars the Rivals. I can't remember what they were called either, but I had drinks with them one night as well. Okay. This was in a, a club in it, Belfast. Um, girls allowed. No. Girls allowed was a girls one, but it was boys. There was a boys one as well. Okay, I can't remember. The the one true one. voice. Oh, one true. It rings oh. a bell. Yes, yes, I remember that. One true voice. So I had, yeah, I had drinks with them as well. Um, there was a club in Belfast at the the Odyssey Arena where all the concerts are. Um, mm-hmm. There's a club in there where they all go afterwards. Um, and we were VIP members in there because um, my mate's dad insured. The, the whole building mm-hmm. so we had vip membership to that club um but yeah th- there was another one that was say potentially rivals your um will smith i used to work for a, a company making signs like shop signs and, and all different sorts of signs and i used to do the the signs for a hotel group here um the culloden um, which is part of the hastings group which is the biggest hotel chain over here mm-hmm. um and the culloden is it's where the Northern Ireland team stay and all whenever they're um, training and, and have matches. 
and I was up there and I was up measuring up a load of signs for around inside the hotel. Um, it was at the time when signs all had to be changed to tactile and braille signs for visually impaired people. And I walked back down in the reception and I was with the manager of the hotel and who was standing there but Batman, Michael Keaton. Mad. Wow. Was standing there. He was That's staying in the hotel and I was totally starstruck. And I was like, Batman. <laughs> yeah, that's big. And the manager that's took me over and introduced me, and I stood and chatted to Michael Keaton for a few minutes. Absolute legend. It was brilliant. Wow. So, Man, yeah. Actually, that's mad. That's crazy. That's a big one. That's a big Gee, one. I'm fact. sorry, now, but I think Stephen wins. Yeah, no, <laughs> I can't that's, that's, a big Easy. that's a big one. It's now you're saying it. Like, I've, I start to think, like, I start to remember some of the other ones. So, when I was in IB for one year, um, I was actually over there with family. And we were invited to, because my father-in-law was doing business over there. I met Idris Elba. That was great. Nice. Um, that was a really, really good experience because he he's a, such a humble guy. Um, and also, when I worked as a teacher in South London, I used to work at a school called Archbishop Tennyson's, which was um, an inner-city all-boys school, um, Church of England school. And it's um, directly across the road from the Oval Cricket Ground in southeast, in southeast London. And believe it or not, because we were so close to the um, cricket ground, the players who used to play at the Oval used to park their cars into the playground. They used to rent our playground. So I've met various England teams, um, international sides, but meeting Chris Gill, uh, West Indian batsman, that was amazing. Um, big Chris, verse boss. Um, he's absolutely huge in person absolute mountain of a man so yeah um will smith idris elba and chris gill are just maybe three i've also met um linford christie at carnival one year which was amazing um and i actually met him because my mother-in-law chased him down the street <laughs> she's a she's a really big fan of Liv. she'd probably kill me for saying this on live stream but she's a massive fan of Liv for christy like she really fancied him and we was at a carnival you should have said um, that bit not, not, not a little carnival and she was like oh my god it's it's Liv for christy <laughs> and she made me she made me chase him down the street and stop him so that we could all get like a photograph and etc and etc cetera, et cetera. and he, he looked at me like we were a bunch of weirdos at first because we were like running after him down Notting Hill Carnival. Um, but yeah, he was really cool. Um, took pictures with us and whatever. So yeah, met met quite a few famous people over the years. Mm. Cool. Do you know what? I think the funniest part for me at the moment is, I don't know if you guys watch EastEnders, yeah, but no, um, the, guy, the guy who plays Phil Mitchell, he's my, he's my cousin's dad. And we're in wherever at Christmas and... Um, um, I bring, I bring up like invite someone, and then like he's standing there, and he's like, my mate. I think my mate was last Christmas, uh, not last Christmas, Christmas before lockdown. My mate was like, you know who that is? I went, yeah, that's my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> and like every time, every time I'm like out and he's there, like whoever, if I bring my, one of my mates, they're like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Just like, I, I he's, he's, it doesn't bother me that he's on EastEnders. It's one of the reasons why I don't watch it. <laughs> I just can't yeah. do it. Because what he does to himself, but like most people are literally mind blown that Stephen yeah. Fadden is my uncle, and I'm like, yeah. technically fake, by marriage, not by blood. So, yeah, 
doesn't bother right, me. Right, let's fire through a few of these. Um, there's still loads of comments to get through. So, um, yeah, no. John Anderson. Um, Kieran Turney. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, welcome, John. Who do you think should be the next Arsenal captain? Kieran Turney. Um, I'm, I'd say probably Kieran Tierney, but I think it's between Tierney, Gabriel, and Ramsdale. Yeah. That's a um, good shot. Tierney or Gabriel. Um, okay. Thanks for that, John. Um, Ryan, let's do Doritos next. Yeah, cheese. Yeah. Cool. cheese. Ooh, I've got to go with this. I've got to go with the red ones, man. The, the hot Ooh. ones for me. Nah. That's all right. We all, all different them. ones. That's interesting. That's the next poll. I love them. Next poll. Um, Sainsbury's do one that's it's like a red packet. It's like a, a spicy one. And you see if you get those and you get the Tesco garlic dip with it. Yeah. Unbelievable. Ooh. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, this next comment I'm going to come on to. Kate, you kind of letting yourself down slightly here. Um, this pickled onion is an absolute joke. You should all be ashamed, embarrassing. No. But then you come on to say this, onion gravy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Keith, really. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> really? Then onion again. gravy, mate. KFC gravy's the correct answer, by the way. Um, then again, I don't like My son gravy. would agree with That's you. That's the irony of it. My son would agree with you. My son basically says that KFC gravy is like the best gravy he's ever tasted in his whole entire life. And I'm like, all right. Okay. I'm not to be honest, I'm not a big fan of gravy personally. Um I'm not, but yeah, he 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 just loves the stuff. Ryan, the base is a sponge, so it's a cake. Obviously, this is to do with um Jack Jack cakes. cakes. Um you're talking to a chef here. <laughs> um Chris saying chocolate on top for the biscuits. Danzino Jaffa cake is a biscuit shaped sized cake. That's um, <laughs> Ross Jaffa cake is not a biscuit. <laughs> John, didn't they have a court case about whether a yeah, jaffa cake was a biscuit or not? I remember reading about that in the papers. I don't know what the result of that was. There was a massive court Why case. Why, though? No one actually cares. It's, it's one of those age, aged arguments. Of what, what, it tastes what good. What came first, the chicken or the egg? It's the same sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Right. Joseph, um, what was the best Arsenal versus Spurs game you remember recent years? I was winning 5-2 in 2012, 4-2 in 2018, or 3-1 Sunday just gone. That's not fair. I was Whoa. at all three games. That is not fair. <laughs> For me, I'm going to go with the 3-1 um, Sunday just purely because of the context of the game. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it had so much more meaning than just a 3-1 mm -hmm. win. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, the first time ever the team has been top of the league after three games. And, you know, beaten or has swapped places, well, not swapped places, but has been overtaken by the team bottom of the league after three games, yeah. you know, after six games and this sort of stuff. And just the, the, the performance, um, the manner in which we beat them, the, the, the quality of the play, the passion in the players, you know, faces and stuff. Um, and as I say, just what it meant overall for me, it had to be, 3-1 on Sunday. Yeah. 
I've got to agree. I think all, all three games are, are, are great. I think of the of the other two, I'd probably go with the 4-2 um, in 2018. I think it was um, Torreira got on the score sheet in that one. That was a special one for me, Torreira. I think it was Laka. I can't remember the other two goal scorers. Um, but yeah, four two, I would say out of the three, um, I think I'd have to agree with Stevens. A Sunday 3-1. Was was just yeah everything you said basically was 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 a great result, um, but of the other two, um, I definitely say four two in two thousand eighteen. Well, of is that all three? How do you expect me to choose? Oh, do you know what? I think I'm just gonna have to go for the three one because I haven't had an atmosphere at the Emirates like that in such such a long time. I mean. Literally, it was just so nice not to be told by a steward to sit down. The whole stand, the whole three, nearly three blocks were standing and they couldn't do anything about it. I mean, there was fans standing on the chairs, getting the crowd going. It was just, it was incredible. Even seeing the Spurs leave and asking them if it was a fire drill. It was just, it's just absolutely priceless. And there's so many new songs bouncing about. And it's just, I love it. I mean, it was just so nice. Not to hear. We hate Tottenham. I love that song. Don't get me wrong, but it's nice to have something different. Mm. There's, I think I picked up about four or five different ones in one game. I mean, a lot of the boys that were singing it are the away, are the away crowd that we hear when we're watching it at home. Well, when I'm watching it at home with Aura, from there. But yeah, no, it's got to be three-one. Although I did love the other two games, to bits. Brilliant. Okay. Thank you. Great question, Joseph. Thank you very much. Um, Lee, I can tell you a story about the FA Cup semi. I was working that night, heard it went to extra time, ran home, five seconds later, Gig scored. And that was just with his brother's wife. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He's an absolute... Do you know the funny thing? You see Gigs, you know, if, if you talk about great players... Mm. Gigs is often brought into it, but yeah, so many people use stats to judge players. If you actually look at Gigs's stats, they're, they're really not that good. No, not at all. He was a fantastic player, but his stats weren't good at all. So it goes to show that you shouldn't judge players by stats. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, Tom Tom Vickers again, I think potentially a new name there. Welcome, quality CM, many an hour. Lost playing that or championship manager. Yeah. Um, yeah. I lost a lot of my teenage years to playing championship manager. I, I can quite honestly say there was many times that I did not sleep because yeah. I got engrossed in my in my game. And literally, you know, the next thing I knew, my mom was coming and telling me to get ready for school. Yeah. Um, Chris Tatum, Juve. Um, not sure what that one was in reference to. I think they beat, they beat Chelsea, I think. Right. Um, Ryan, Lottie, do you know what a VHS is? Ryan, you need to go back to the beginning of this clip and find out your answer. Chris <laughs> uh, Tatum, again, I think, is that a new name, Chris Tatum? I'm not, not referencing um, that one. Yeah, I chat to Chris on Twitter. Right, uh, I saw him at the last game. Yeah, he was in our fan... Uh, fan um, Fan favourite photos. Well said. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, welcome and make sure you've subscribed. Who's going to Palace? You're going to the Palace game, Lolly? Yeah, I've got Palace and Villa tickets. Oh, here's a good question from Danzinio, um, who has subscribed. Mm-hmm. Thank you. 
any former players you would like to see back at the club? For me, Gnabry. Um, I think he's. I think he's gone and picked the best one, really. Yeah, um, he's picked the best one that can still play. That's yeah, it's, it's hard because yeah, I can't think of many players that um, have yeah. left and that are still playing or are any good. So he's available on a free next season or next summer, isn't he? Yeah, so I've heard. Mm. Oh, I've got a question, boys. What about Alexis Sanchez? Free in January? Yes or no? No explanation, G. Nah, not for me. Yes. Steven? Why? Because you said yes. I want to. No, you why. just said no explanation. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you want to hear me rumble on. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm joking. I'm why? Joking. Because yeah. Um, and G, I'll I ask think... you after. I think he's the sort of player that still has something to prove. I think he regrets leaving Arsenal. Um, and he said that very quickly, you know, after going to the Tottenham. And I don't think his That's career has panned session. out. Or not Tottenham, sorry, United. Um, his career hasn't panned out the way he wanted it. Now, albeit he won Serie A last season, um, but he's available for free. I still think he could do a job. And we need players with that sort of intensity and that sort of passion. Mm-hmm. You know, it was one of the reasons why I hated um, number two, Mr. Hector Bellerin, was the simple fact that he came out and said that, you know, Alexis wanted to win too much. You know, ten things like that. That's not the sort of player we want. We want players like Alexis who do want to win. So, yeah, um, I would take him back on a short-term deal. Okay, gee, why wouldn't you? Um, do you think the ship sailed? Yeah, I just, I just think... Um, we 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 we've got a different profile of player that we're looking for now. Um, I think he's an aging forward. I think he would come in potentially on a high wages. How old is he now? Um, I don't know, but I would have I guessed like maybe thirty two. Uh, no, I don't. I don't, I don't actually. I don't actually know how old he is. How old I'm is he? Put it into Wikipedia. Give me two seconds. Yeah. So for me, for me, I just feel like the club's going in a different, uh, an alternative direction. We're bringing in younger players. I think we've got Abamian who is 31, 32. Um, I think Alex, Alexis Sanchez had his time at the club. He decided to leave. His career's not panned out the way it was, the way the way he planned to. And I think coming back, mm. yeah, I, I just think there are there are in terms of forward players. I think we've got some really good young players that can play in the positions that he's in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if we're looking for a forward. Um, he's just not the type of player that um, I think we should be targeting. But yeah, at the same time, if we signed him, just like all the other signings we've made, I'll support him. I, I wish him the best. But for me, nah. How old is he? 32. Good guess. That's what I'm saying. Too old, man. Would you take him long enough? That boat sailed with me. I wouldn't ever trust him again. He's a snake, as far as I'm concerned. Sorry. Fair enough. Okay. Um, right, Chris, it's a day with Adidas. That's why we have three each season. That's obviously mm-hmm. to do with the kits. Lottie, where is TC? Far, far, far away where he can't damage my ears. Um, Ryan, <laughs> we've gone down this new three kits every, yeah. every year since we went with Puma. Mm. Georgina, or even Georgina, Um Nice to see you. Sorry I'm late. We'll catch up tomorrow, but hope you're all well. We are. Thank you. Ryan said hello to Georgina. Um, 
Ryan non um, football person with Johnny Wilkinson. Um, I'm not sure whether that's favorite sports person or most famous person. Um, I'd say favorite sports person. Keith, Steph Curry. Interesting choice. Um, Georgina, mine would be Laura Kenny, absolute queen. With what she's achieved, it seems such a lovely, normal person. Yeah. Um, Keith saying hello there to G. Hello, Ryan. Hello, Keith from Georgina. Hello, Georgina from Swart. Um, Gary, Dad named me after the great Sir Garfield Sobers. Cool. Um, Ryan, Man United 1 2 1, Ronaldo 90th minute. Typical. Ryan Lara is a a legend in cricket, such an amazing personality these days. He is playing a role of commentator. Um, Ryan, I've met Righty, Alan Smith, Kevin Campbell, Ray Parler, and David Seaman and Nigel Winterburn. Wow. Fantastic. That's a long, that's a long, prestigious list. And Stevie Bold as well. Wow. Nice. Keith, I've been coached by George Armstrong. Yeah, we know that one. Um, Lee, I met performed with Jason Donovan at the London Palladium singing Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Really cool. Love you wow, fantastic. Nice. That's pretty cool. Um, Gary, have a good night, G, Lonnie and Stephen. I think that was a while ago, so yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, Evening, Gary. And he's saying good night to the chat room. See you later, Gary. Thanks for dropping in from Lee. Um, Keith, actual Beetlejuice. Yep, actual Beetlejuice. Bungle played football against Tennyson's back wow. in the day. That's mad. Um, Ryan, it's all jokes day, like, what year? What year Bungle are we talking when you say back in the day? Ryan. Um, I'm not biting on your fishing rod like you bit on mine the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Chris asking new Sanchez, but what about Wilshire? No, not for me. No, no, thank you. I'm really not a fan of these 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 ex players coming back. I'm really not a fan of it. Can I answer that question first and say a solid no? He tried to run me over with his car. No. Seriously, he was coming out of Arsenal and he just flipping drove at me. No, oh, I wouldn't wow. have him. Back. I don't have any fond memories of him. I absolutely can't stand him. You know what? Day, like, he just pulled me out. Like, it was, I think it was about maybe half 10, 11 o'clock at night. No mm. fans waiting for him. He just put his foot down and just drove out. Mm. Like, my, my, my half sister, my sister pulled me out the way just in time. Wow, didn't even yeah. stop the day he left. Was a good day. Um, yes. To be fair, I liked Sammy Nasri. He was a good player. I was going to say that. But the fact that he was just another one of those ones that went to City for, mm. you know, that, that annoyed me, the amount of them that went to City. Um, so that, that kind of soured my my feelings towards him. But he was a decent player. You know, I, I liked Nasri when he was at the club. I did. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. lie. That's what I was gonna um, say. Like for me, he, I, I, I was like really excited by him as a player mm-hmm. right, when we signed him and 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 just his kind of like overall play. But yeah, it's a, there's a lot of players like that that I was, that I was fond of. You know, the likes of Sami Nasri, Galkishi, Adebayor. But they all just kind of sold their soul for money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They, yeah. they just there was times when you know we kind of needed that don't get me wrong we we were a little bit of a became a little bit of a selling club like obviously with the move to the emirates etc etc but 
Yeah, a lot, a lot of those players that I was fond of, because there was a time when I was so fond of Adebayo, I thought he was a quality striker. He had one particular season where I think he scored 25 goals and he was absolute on fire. Um, and then, yeah, he just went to City and did that whole celebration thing. And I just can't, you know, even Van Persie is another, you know, I loved Van Persie, absolutely loved him. But then signing for United, it just just killed it for me. So okay. there's quite a few players like Sammy Nasri that I do have fond memories of, but they just kind of ruined their legacy just in terms of the way they carried themselves or, or the clubs that they signed for, for me. Guys, I've got a question for you. Which transfer out of Arsenal broke your heart the most? I'll start. I'm going to go with Thierry Henry to Barcelona. That broke me. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. That destroyed me. That was the first one, followed by Van Persie. A pair of them just yeah. killed me. For me, mm-hmm. I understood the the honorary one. Like I, I mm-hmm. got it. That like, I really did get it. Um, it, it hurt, but mm-hmm. I got it. Um, and a lot of the legends that left, I, I got it while they left. Um, mm-hmm. But the two that hurt me the most, or one that hurt me the most, was it has to be Van Persie to United. That absolutely killed me. <laughs> like, I think that that's the angriest I've ever been in terms of, of a, at a player at my club and the player for, for that transfer deal. And I think the other one that hurt, not so much for being controversial, but just hurt from a kind of like emotional place was Vieira to Juventus. Hmm. For me, um, what was your first one there, Lolly? Oh, it's Henri to Barcelona. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with G. Um, I got why Henri wanted to go mm-hmm. and I was okay with it. I, I didn't begrudge it because no. um, he had done so much for the club. And, you know, it's evident to this day that he was a fan of the club and how much he loved the club. And I think if we had been in a position where we could have competed for the Champions League, he would never have left. No, he would stay. So, I, so I, I don't have any grudges towards that. Or, you know, well, I don't begrudge don't get me wrong, I don't. I don't either. Um, it's just that it was just the first one that felt it was that sad. Kind of Yeah, it was sad, but I did. Mm-hmm. I, for me, the one I had the biggest issue with that hurt the most was Fabregas. Barcelona. That that mm-hmm. really hurt because he was at the time he was Arsenal. He yeah. he was the team. Everything went through him. Mm-hmm. And you know he was mm-hmm. captain of the club. He he was going to be a legend at the club. Yeah. And the whole way it all happened that that whole thing with the the Barcelona players putting the the top on him at the you know the Euros um, horrible it was horrible ceremony and so you know victory ceremony and stuff you know that that just really hurt. Um, and again. I've never had an issue with even with him going to Chelsea and stuff. I never really had an issue with because at the end of the day we had the opportunity to bring him back and we didn't. Mm-hmm. But him going in the first place was the one that hurt me the most. Do you know what? I've actually got a newspaper cutting somewhere of quoting him. If he ever wears a Chelsea shirt, you have permission to shoot me. When he was a kid, Cole, 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 Ashley Cole to Chelsea burnt me as well. That that was a 
That was that one never, left a real never, bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, I never. The fact that I actually called said in this book, um, you know, I nearly dropped my phone as I was driving mm. when they came back and offered me sixty thousand. Like an half off. Yeah. I don't. I can't stand actually call. Yeah. Right. Just, um, Bongo okay. played for Tennyson's around nineteen ninety eight to two thousand times. Yeah. I never started teaching there till I think it was 2000. Wait, wait. I left school 01, college 03. So, yeah, I left uni about 06. Or so I didn't start teaching at Tennyson's until about 2007, 2008, January. Um, be interesting to know if you, if you bungle, if you knew any of the um, Tennyson old boys that were at the school. Because when I joined, there were, there was a, there was a Ronnie Thomas and there was a Zach Phillips. So I don't know if those names ring a bell, but when I joined, they were kind of part mm. of the old guard and they'd been at Ars- they'd been at Arsenal. They'd been at Tennyson's for years, um, even before when I arrived. So yeah, does do the names of Zach Phillips or Ronnie Thomas ring a bell from your Tennyson days? Okay. Chris, noted both for me as well. Neither offer anything to the current squad. Um, Swart, I was so upset when Van Persie left. My brother, who's a Man United fan, was so happy that day. <laughs> and we have come to the end of all the questions and comments and stuff. Um, wow, Stephen, have you got any questions for us? Because I know I've asked, I've asked my questions now, and I know G said he got some. Yeah, I got one question. I got one question. Um, I wrote down quite a few. Um, of course, you did. <laughs> So I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick one. Um, if you could have a superpower, what would it be and why? Ooh. That's to both of you. Do you want me to go first in this, Lottie? While you think about it. Yes, please. Yes, please. Right. So I'm gonna share something about myself that, uh, and this is why this is quite fun um because people get to learn something um about us in my head i already have a superpower so um i i suffer with psoriasis um so if anybody doesn't know what psoriasis is basically my immune system is higher than normal and what happens is my skin cells reproduce quicker than normal and what it does is it pushes the dead skin cells to the surface and that's where you get the scaly skin and the sort of red blotchy skin um and i've had that now for coming up in 20 years and for a lot of people you know if people don't suffer with psoriasis the thing with it is it's a very mental illness as well as a, a physical illness in that you know, if I look in a mirror, not so much now because I have it very well under control because of the, the medication and treatments that I'm on. Um, and I'll be completely honest, it's the reason I'm not going to be on the show on Friday is every three months I have to um, inject myself with a drug that crashes my immune system. Um, and it just, it, it basically knocks me out for a couple of days where I just have no energy and I'm completely shattered. So I won't be doing the show on Friday night because I'll probably be half asleep during it. Um, so yeah, the way I deal with psoriasis is I tell myself that it's my superpower and that I heal quicker. And I do generally, you know, if I get a cut, you know, 
it heals up very, very quick, quickly. It heals up quicker than sort of it would for anybody else. Um, and I tell myself that that's my superpower. And it's how I mentally deal with having psoriasis. Good way of dealing with it. And I remember I've had this conversation with the, the dermatologist and she actually asked me, would it be okay if she started telling kids who suffer with psoriasis this and getting them to deal with it the same way? So for me, I already have my superpower and that's the fact that I eat quick. Quality. What about you, Lottie? Do you know what? It's going to be a bit of a weird one. It'd be time manipulation. I'd love to do that. Like a bit like Doctor Strange. Mm. And just pop here and there. Um, but one thing I would want to do with it is go back to the summer of 2014 and basically stop myself from going on holiday. I literally went off to Turkey. Um, I was living with my grandparents at the time. Uh, by Saturday night, I got a phone call from here. Um, my granddad had gone and like I just regret not being here I just go back and just change it all because the um I just change it mm. if I go in for further I'm gonna end up crying so I'm not gonna do that again yeah. but well, yeah no, there's bits and pieces I'd change but not very much because I'm I am gonna be here otherwise yeah Gee. cool for me mm. oh you know I just there's none of them really kind of no superpowers really kind of stand out for me. Um, so yeah, I think I, I just hit I just have one just for the just for the crack, just for the laugh. Super what strength. Which one would it be? Super strength, man. Yeah. Just so I can just like we talking Hulk or yeah. we talking um Thor more, strength. More discreet, more discreet, like Superman kind of. Just yeah. Hulk, like Hulk's all good, but he doesn't okay. have no he doesn't have no control. Like it's questionable. Like his control over it's questionable. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think like, it's with Bruce Banner. A, yeah, he gets into a, a rage and then he just breaks a load of stuff. Whereas, like mm. Superman can actually, like you know, lift up a, a plane and make sure it lands properly. And he actually that mm. really really saves people. So yeah, for me it'll just be none of them really stand out for me. So if anything, it'll be super strength just because mm. I'd like to lose. I'd like to be able to move a lot of heavy shit around. <laughs> no, so you don't, you don't want to be be a pea brain like Hulk and in, as intelligent as Bruce Banner then? No, you know what? I, I love the intelligence side of it, but Hulk is he's just like a bull in a china shop. As much as I <laughs> as much as I love him, like I I really do love the Hulk. Like he's probably one of my favorite like characters, mm. but he just doesn't have enough control over it. Mm. He just doesn't, and then. When he does in the in the later movies of the Avengers, he's just boring. He's too soft. I think it's I think like the best the, the best bit right. for me in the later Avenger films is when he, when Hulk has an argument with with Thor. Yeah, and they say, "Oh no, you're a bad friend." I just kill myself laughing yeah. at it because you don't expect yeah. that to come out of him. Yeah. So. Cool. See, see, there is part of me wants to say X-ray vision. <laughs> that's that's just for a whole different reason. <laughs> Um, <laughs> PG so, now, PG, PG. Yeah, that's it. We're cool. PG Come on. No, no. Uh, Chris and Stephen, the Wolverine of Cannon Chatter. Um, sorry, yep. I love Wolverine. Yeah, Stephen is our very own Wolverine. Uh, right, I'm going, we're going to do one more question and then that's going to do us tonight. Um, cool. And it's Chris's one here. The one Arsenal moment that killed you the most for me losing the Champions League final to Barca. 
Yeah, for me, um, losing the Champions League final to Barcelona, I have to be honest. I've only cried twice as an Arsenal fan. Um, and one was when I was a teenager and we lost to United in the FA Cup semi-final when Burkamp missed a penalty and Giggs went at the other end and scored that 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 amazing goal. Um, the second was, was a, I was a grown man at this time, but I don't care. When we lost that final to Barcelona, it was just, it, it literally broke my heart. It literally did. Like, it was just gut-wrenching. It was the most, it was one of the most, if not the most, horrible experiences as an Arsenal fan, in all honesty. It was just horrible. Um, so, yeah, I, I've spoken about that one. I spoke about the Man United one, but another one also that hurt me as well. But no, I'm not going to take it too many. But yeah, I think the one that Chris said, that's that's that one really cut deep. But um, also also the United semi-final in the FA Cup cut deep as well. Molly? No, it's got to be that one. I remember being in my living room. Would have been... Fifth, just 12? No. Yeah. 14, 15. Yeah. I just remember collapsing in my in my, my granddad's living room. And yeah, he's sitting there like, are you all right? And I'm like, have you just watched horrible. this? Because he, he was at that point where he just knew it was coming and I was just absolutely devastated. But that that is the number one moment. The only other time I've really cried over football was this summer. That killed me. I was mm. so upset for, for Kaya. Yeah, yeah, just that broke me. I've destroyed my anybody that's watched the video on the channel, they know it broke me. Yeah. So, just for me, um, yeah, that one was bad. The Champions League final, I remember watching that in the mm. bar. Um, and I remember just sitting on it was like it was a split level in the bar, and I remember sitting on the steps between the two levels after the game and just sitting there head and hands for about 15 minutes. Just couldn't believe it. Um, um, I, I remember that game as well because I, I, at the time I was a smoker and I remember that I was just taking an inhale of a, of a cigarette when Campbell scored and near choked to death. <laughs> um, but the only time I remember really crying in disappointment at a match was the... 1995 European Cup Winners' Cup final against Real Zaragoza, and it went to extra time, and it was like a minute before the end of extra time, and Naeem scored from the halfway line. Mm. Ex-Spurs player, loved David Seaman from the halfway line, and we lost that match, and I, I remember crying. I would have been about 14, 15 at the time. And I remember sitting there Football's crying at that game. Football's a painful sport, man. It is. It yeah. brings it brings such joy, but brings such pain. I remember the game against Birmingham in the cup final, Obafemi Martins scoring the winner. I think it was in the Carlin Cup. That was dreadful, man. And also, like, even if we're not talking about cup games, do you remember the eight two battering we got in the league against United? That was just oh, do you know that, what? I literally awful. That eight two. That eight two is literally ingrained on my psyche. 
That was a bad, bad, bad performance. Probably, probably Wenger's worst performance um, as an Arsenal manager. On that I'd actually forgotten about that until you said that. <laughs> yeah, that that was dreadful. I literally you know how bad that game was. I, I, I actually remember that game. I remember getting up after about twenty minutes and going and getting the ironing board and doing a load of ironing instead of watching yeah. that match. That match was dreadful, man. It wasn't like I say, it wasn't like a cup final or anything, but it's definitely it's a league game, game wasn't it? Yeah, oh, right. in terms of in terms of low points as an Arsenal fan, that that really resonates in my brain. Um, it was a real real low point for us. Do you know what? Yeah. I think talking about these moments as it's it just reinforces why I think we are the hardiest fan yeah. base yeah, we've been out for a there lot, across England. I don't care what anyone says. In terms of we've had some of the worst heartbreaks. Then again, you have got the Spurs fans. They've had it worse than yeah. us. <laughs> but we, we laugh about that, so that doesn't matter. Yeah, right. Great question, Chris. Thank you. Um, where have we got to survive through this quickly? Um, Lee had to go. Chris can chatter superpowers. I see a graphic design in the works. Yeah, love to see yeah let's do it. Um, Jamie 2001 FA Cup final, not as bad, but still remember losing the FA Cup penalties. Um, Joseph, do you think the Brighton game Saturday will be yes. harder than the Spurs last week? It's a great question. And G and Lottie, and potentially a guest, will get into that on Friday night on our preview show. Stephen, why don't um, you answer that? Because you're not around. What's that? What do you think? You should answer that one tonight. We, we do can I do this. Do I think the Brighton game around. Saturday will be harder Friday. than Spurs last week? Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. I think Brighton are a better team than Spurs. Um, but I'm confident we can win. Um, Bungle was watching it too with United fans in Shanghai. Oh, yeah. um, the pity they played was worse than the scoreline. And Chris, the past Euros was terrible. Sitting in the stadium and the highs and lows of that shootout was killing. Oh, yeah, yeah no, Chris was working that night, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh, God. Right. Yeah. Guys, I, I'm going to call a halt to it there because we've been on for two hours, 17 minutes. Wow. Um, we kind of, when we decided to do the show, we we didn't know how it would turn out and mm. even earlier on today I was saying it's going to go one of two ways it's going to be really rubbish mm. um, or it's going to be fantastic and oh, it's been brilliant um, yeah. and I know when we, we set this up we said for one night only I kind of get the feeling we're going to have to do this again do you know what um, I'm up with that we've got to do it's it it's been really it? good I'm fun I've I'm really enjoyed it um, I'm actually so much of it was actually about football. I was quite surprised that people yeah. didn't want to know more yeah, no, personal stuff, but you know, that's fine. I'm quite happy to answer questions about football all night. It's been fantastic. Thank you to everybody in the chat um, for your questions and for your time. There was one question that came in from Henry, which was about um, that he messaged me earlier on, who is TSG822 underscore HD, um, which was about fan cams. Um, and that's something that, yeah, potentially we will do. Um, mm. we, we have a number of ideas, um, but we don't want to do too much too soon. We want to make sure the channel grows to a good size before we start and bring in all of our ideas. We do have a lot more sort of stored up in the background, um, ready for when things are a bit bigger um, and we're gradually introducing stuff. But you know what? It'll come. Um, but tonight it's been really good fun. Thank you to everybody. Um, I know we normally go through all the socials and stuff, but I'm not going to do that tonight. Um, I don't think we need to use it. You saw on the word follow us and, and stuff. We'll 
we'll get back to doing that on Friday night again. Um, we'll be back Friday night. We'll be back then Monday night with the, the review show. And then we're looking at a Lottie show next week. Yep. We're just not 100% sure what day. And in that, we're going to do something a bit different. Um, we have potentially a quiz lined up for that one. Yep, we're going to have, uh, it's going to be quiz night. And also possibly fantasy football night, which will be fun. Brilliant. Um, so something to keep people entertained during the the, um, the international break. And Chris, yes, was working, was strange day with Riot, and then the up and down from the game. Okay. So, yeah, um, Lottie, you any final words tonight? No, just thank you guys for tuning in. I know I'm a bit of an emotional mess, as usual, but we've been here for, like, what, two hours and 20 minutes? We're definitely going to have to do this again, Stephen, so thank you. Or good morning, good afternoon, good night, wherever you are in the world. Thank you, Lottie. G? Yeah, no, I just really enjoyed it. So, there, yeah, thank you guys for, for tuning in um, and asking us, you know, all the questions you've asked us. I think, you know, all the questions were brilliant in their own way. Um, so thank you for, you know, coming along and filling the, filling up the chat. Um, so, yeah, we'd love to do it again. So have a good evening, guys. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah. Um, make sure that you subscribe to the channel and you drop a like on the video. We're up to, I think, 21 likes. Um, love the hits are about 25, 30 likes. Um, help keep the algorithms going. I'm not going to lie. Um, we appreciate the likes, but it, it also helps drive it out to other people. Um, and we will get more people joining the, the Cannon Chatter family. Um, thank you for all the questions. Thank you for staying with us tonight. The guys will see you on Friday night. Um, and hopefully, you know, that'll be, well, not hopefully, it will be a good show. Um, and then hopefully we get a win at the weekend and we go into the international break. Five wins in a row. And three away from G getting a tattoo. <laughs> so on that note i will say good evening and god bless take care of see you soon